Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Inspect All Services offers a wide variety of services to protect your home or business year-round. Covering all the Atlanta metro area with their industry-leading products and services since 1984. Inspect All Services provides a wide range of home services, from crawl space encapsulations to provide comfort and improve the quality of air in your home to attic crawl space insulation with an Energy Star rating to keep you cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So, if you're tired of that musty smell coming from under your home or just simply want to save some money on your bills, then give Inspect All a call today at 770-483-2420. Again, 770-483-2420. Make sure you mention the BS. Why? You're going to receive 10% off your home services needs. Inspect All Pest Services, 770-483-2420. Want to come to a party? The Bailey Show Podcast presents podcast and pours to Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, starting after the UGA game at Tannery Row in Beaufort, Georgia. Live music from The Verb Pipe. I won't be held responsible. Also, the all-veteran band, Distinct Grace, a live DJ, a live recording of the BS, and two Halloween costume contests totaling $1,000 in cash prizes. Dollar store, less is more, Halloween costume contest. $40 early bird ticket price while they last, and $100 for VIP, which includes free food and a drink. Join everyone from the BS Network as we celebrate Halloween, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and Bailey getting fired. That's what's up! More details and to purchase tickets, go to podcastthebs.com. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. (laughs) It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. 
Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 101 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio, all sponsored by Watkins Law Firm. Trial, litigation, attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions. You will get to meet Tyler Watkins himself at Podcast and Pours 2, Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th at Tannery Row, because he is going to be in the Haunted Vendor Village with all kinds of swag for you. 770-648-4009 and his phone number, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is his website. There is the B-Man with a new camera angle in the Zelensky Studios, Brandon Thrasher. Hello. How's it going? I got my computer fixed finally after like four or five months. What happened to my laptop? Oh, it's sitting right here. Uh, is that what you've been using? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is it just not working properly or what? Would you break it? Uh, No, this just works better. It's okay. nicer. Can I have my laptop back then? Uh, No, I still need it for on-the-go stuff. Okay. Well, eventually I'm going to need that back. So. It was a, right. it was what are you going to do with it? it was a, what do you mean, what am I going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? What do you mean on the go? <laughs> what, 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 what are you on the go with? This is totally one of those Uh-oh. he sold your laptop and he's just not admitting it. <laughs> yeah, you probably have <laughs> stuff on it that you don't want me to see. <laughs> I, uh, how do you do? Hey, I'll delete your history, man, before you give it back. <laughs> delete your history. Uh, there's Chuck Lunsford, the lead singer of Distinct Grace, one of two bands that'll be at Podcast and Pours 2, Halliversary, along with the Verve Pipe. Chuck filling in for the Nader Tater Vader, who will be back next week if all goes well. Um, and you're more than welcome to sit in on the show anytime. I think, I think you've done just a bang up job and the audience loves you too. Well, that's good. I don't, I don't know if you've been reading the social media, but, uh, they're like, you got, you know, this is, it happens all the time when you get somebody that they enjoy, at least even for like an episode or a segment, <laughs> they're like, you gotta have them as a permanent fixture on the show. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, I'm sure you have the time for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. I'll make time. I'll make time sometimes to come in and hang out with you guys. You were doing this as a favor to me, and I appreciate it because I needed the help. And and uh, I think this has been great. You've been like, if I had a radio show, I would hire you to be my co-host. That's how good you are. Then we could have a GoFundMe, and then the people. Could speak. There was a guy that I was going to hire for six figures, but I was like, nah, I found Chuck Lunsford. <laughs> was it Brandon? It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, what do you need my laptop for? I, don't, I still want to understand that. It, on the go, you don't go anywhere, and it's it's for work purposes. This work, not your work. Well, I use it for both. So you know, when I'm like in the truck, you know, if I need to look something up real quick, or if I need to send over an email. You have Wi-Fi in your truck. Oh, my phone, yeah. Okay, well, then use your phone. It's too small. I use my hotspot. Uh, okay, well, that's not what the laptop's for, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need that just, back. Just take it out of my next cut. Uh, well, your next cut is just going to be a couple next cuts for that laptop. Yeah, okay, those, that's fine. If, if that's what you want to do, that's fine, but, you know. Um, I mean, how much do you want for it? Isn't it like a nine-year-old laptop? Yeah, but Macs hold value. Mm. They're like the Hope Diamond. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. I think that's the only electronic Brandon's mom doesn't know about. So when he she takes away his stuff, <laughs> he's like, "Uh huh." I still have that nine year old laptop to look up porn. I don't know. I'd have to search the old World Wide Web to see how much they go for. Give me some specs on it. I don't even know what the specs are. Uh, I'll have to look them up. I know it's a thirteen and a half inch screen, and it's easier. Uh, sticking. Okay. Okay. So like, it's it's sticking. They weren't sticking when I gave it to you. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it only sticks when it gets cold. I noticed that. Okay, well, the winter months are the click and clack. Well, now you know this is how horrible this laptop sounds now. Right yeah. <laughs> before it was God's gift of electronics. <laughs> now it's like, oh, keys are sticking. Yeah, that rose gold is rubbing off. You know that shit's fake. <laughs> Screens doesn't flashing. Even, doesn't even look like a bit Apple in the front anymore. It looks like a fucking pear. It's just whole thing sucks. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'll have to see, you know, probably, I don't know, 1500 Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a negotiation. I'm starting to high. You know? It's like Pawn Stars. Come in with 20 bucks. Yeah, that's, 20 <laughs> bucks is not going to work. You know? So it's just, around the 300 mark, probably. $300? Yes. Uh, well, I put more than, th- uh, put just about $300 in there because we had a... Uh, a little bump in the road and I had to get something fixed. So I've got I've got at least $300 in repairs on that laptop. Well, what? Why yeah. would you repair it? What instead of what? Going to buy a new one? Yeah, that's usually what you do anyway. I was going to say that is what I do and you're telling me not to do it, but now you're telling me to do it because you want the you're such a fucking hypocrite. I, I, went, I, I wouldn't repair God, a you, 9-year-old laptop you, for $300. All you fucking, that's how much you can buy one for. All you fucking rednecks are hypocrites. I swear to God. You say one thing, you do something else, you, you it's you're all the same. Every single fucking one of you sister fuckers are all the same. All fucking hypocrites. He he beats me up all the time. He's like, "Hey, look, the thing's not working. I should go buy a new one." Then him and Nate get on the same side, a little buddy, but a little little peanut buddy gallery. I think he sold it. I I think there's something. Can you hold it up? Yeah, can I don't you show th- proof that you actually have it? I don't think you have it anymore. I but do. It's I, actually in the truck right now. Oh, oh gotcha, <laughs> there gotcha. It is. There yeah. it is. All right. Well, uh, by the end of the week, because this week, I mean, not right now, but this week, I'm in Florida, um, or for a couple days. By the end of the week, and if those that are listening could please. Hold Brandon accountable for this because I'm going to be busy and I might forget, even though I'm going to put sticky notes around my <laughs> around my office. Uh, remind him on social media to post a picture of the laptop with proof. I mean, blow his social media up. Don't stop. And you could do it on our social media, his own personal. Just remind him at least 20 times a day. And you got to do it with a newspaper that we can see the date. Yes, a newspaper. You might have an a, a archived photo right. of the laptop. Mm-hmm. This new fancy computer runs Photoshop well. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. You're changing subjects, you know. Do you, can you, will you put your hand up to God? You do believe in God. Yeah. And say, God, or I swear to God that I still have Jason's laptop. I swear to God I still have Jason's laptop. And it is in one piece. It is in one piece. My possession. My possession. With no porn on it. No, little to no porn. <laughs> no kitty porn. No kitty porn. Okay, good. Just naked <laughs> pictures of Deaf August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So uh, I finished Dahmer. 
I'm done. You guys done yet? Finished it today. Did you really? On the drive over here. Okay, nice. That's safe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I actually slammed on my. I, I, I will talk later. It was a, there was a squeech, uh, a squeak. What is it called? Squealing? Squeak? When you slam on your brakes, it's screech, like, screech, a screeching moment. Screech. Uh, yeah, I was definitely at the part um, where they were showing. His dad saw his face for the first time after he was deceased, and like he looked at the other side of his face, and he was just like, "Oh my god!" Right. Well, I'm at that part, and I'm going about 40 mm-hmm. on 400, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm trying to see the face, and it's on my phone, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I look up, the traffic's at a dead stop, and I'm just like, and I look over, and you could like see the, the older lady next to me with her like look of disappointment mm-hmm. as she sees me on my phone watching a show, but yeah, so <laughs> I finished it, but it I, almost cost me. I, I had a, uh, a good old boy give me the nod of... You know how to screech your tires. <laughs> I, you know, when you go diagonally. So uh, this was just on Roswell Road because everybody knows I don't get off Roswell Road. But there was a, uh, I'd never seen this before, actually. There was a, uh, a truck with a trailer behind it, you know, like small trailer, mulch trailer, something like that. But it was, it, what I'm assuming is, because I thought about this afterwards, because Rachel's like, what are you doing? You know, yelling at me. I'm like, the guy, nobody slowed down until the last minute. I think there was a delay in the truck stopping and the signal getting to the trailer. Because I'm a really good driver. I'm a really slow driver. <clears throat> I'm a very cautious driver. Brandon can attest to that. You know, so like I, you, know, I, you might even say I drive like a grandpa. But I, I got nowhere to be fast. Yeah. You know, I'm fine. Um, so I screeched it, but I did it. You know, you go diagonally. I mean, that's how close I was. Oh, wow. And it did diagonally. And there's this guy next to me in a truck, and he looks over me, big old fluffy beard, and he had a big chaw in his mouth. And he looks over, he goes, "Yeah, that's how we do it in trucks." <laughs> <laughs> I give him a nod, like, "Yeah, what's up?" <laughs> uh, so, do you finish Dahmer yet uh, on Netflix, Brandon? I have not. No. Okay. Well, everybody's had plenty of time. We've been talking about it enough, so we're going to talk about it. Um, really. There's other than the stuff that we've already discussed about the show. Um, I'm I, I've now that I'm done with it. I'm the acting was phenomenal. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I didn't know that. Do you know who plays Sherry Dahmer? Um, the, the next wife, the second wife. It it looks oh the the second wife, not the original, not the first wife. No, not the first wife. Oh the no, second I don't. One. I don't. You want to take a guess? Yeah, 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 you've got here's you've she's got she's got to tell. You've got to look at, like, uh, envision her face, and especially when she moves her lips and she shows her gums. And it's a major, major, major star. Had no idea. All right, I'm going to roll the dice here because I know that she did a, another Netflix show recently, and usually Netflix likes to, you know, bang people in for, like, five or six different shows at the same time, like a contract. I'm going to say Jessica Biel. No, older school. 80s. What? Yeah. D. Wallace. No, not D. Wallace. <laughs> Which, by the way, will be coming up on this show uh, in a couple of weeks. Brandon, any guesses or did you look it up? Um, Angelina Jolie. No. Older. Old school. Oh, older. How hmm. much older can you get, Angelina Jolie? What about that, like uh, that chick that was in Baywatch? No, no, not, 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 not age-wise, but older as far as when they gained popularity. Angelina Jolie didn't really gain popularity until the 90s. Wow. This was a... This was, she, definitely one of the top five female stars of the 80s. I am 90% positive you're going to tell us who this is, and neither Brandon nor myself are going to know who she is. I got 100 bucks that says that you're wrong. 
by name only, name recognition. By name, I, I'll, I could even say the last name, mm. and you would know who it is. And if you li- if you say you don't, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> I don't agree. Yeah. All right, I'll say five bucks right now. Okay, five bucks. Shake on it. All right. All right. You got to be honest. Oh. Okay, I'll be right, honest. You're a military guy. Uh, <laughs> integrity, baby. Integrity, courage. Integ- whatever, uh, you know, code red. Uh, I just, out, I know soldier. you know way. Too, you have to way too much knowledge in your brain, and you think everybody else like knows these weird people. So I think you're gonna say it, and me and we're just gonna be like, no, I dumb shit down all the time. I work with. It's Brandon. gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a co-star off Family Ties. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a. I'm gonna give you some hints. Okay, I'm gonna give you some hints. Um, she brings sushi for lunch to school. Oh my god. Oh my God! It's one of the actions off Saved by the Bell. No, this she is a movie star, not a television star. She is a movie, Asian? not oh. Asian. She's not Asian. Dang it! He's right. I, I'm going to owe him five bucks. Is it Molly Ringwald? It is Molly Ringwald. Oh. Very good, very good. I think I got an applause for you somewhere in here. I don't think I know who that is. Uh, you don't know who Molly Ringwald is? What's she playing? Breakfast Club, man. Pretty in pink. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, maybe I do. Sixteen Candles. Dang it! I mean, you name it, dude. She's in it. Uh, if it's in the 80s. Uh, yeah. Ducky, John Cryer. I can't believe you actually. James Spader. Yeah. All those guys. Brat Packy. All of them hit it. All they of all, them. They all took off. That's Molly Ringwald. Plays Sherry Dahmer, the second wife. That's cause she's she's not looking like Molly Ringwald anymore. You know, and that's a, you know, that's a sign of, you're a really good actress. Yeah. If, if, if you can play a part on a show... And be that big of a name and that recognizable of a face, right? Well, nobody's seen her in 30 years. So. But still, it's Molly fucking Ringwald, right? I mean, like, for us, for Brandon, maybe not. But for yeah. us, we definitely should know who Molly Ringwald is. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, she does a bang-up job. Yeah, good job. I still think that life would have been better if that whole series would have not been made. <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, it was it was interesting. Don't get me wrong, um, but th- I, I really thought long and hard about this. There's nothing good from the average person that's going to come out of watching that show. Actually, there's more bad. I feel that watching that show, you're going to have no choice but to feel some sort of sympathy for Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just human nature. The, the way that they tee it up in that show, you feel sympathy, especially when they do their finishing move mm-hmm. towards the end and they make the comparison of John Wayne Gacy. Yes. That's the finishing move. That's the pile driver. Yes. I, I, I didn't like the um, the eclipse. I think I think when, when you brought the uh, the eclipse, and I don't know if that's even true. I don't know how much of this is actually Netflix just just you know throwing out some stuff, whatever. But the the eclipse, and at the same time, John Wayne Ga- Ga- John Wayne Gacy is dying. Dahmer's getting baptized, right? Yeah. And then they're kind of like turning it into like a good versus evil. You know, look look at the different paths they took. I think John Wayne Ga- John Wayne Gacy, he was actually getting the needle. What do you say? Last words. You can all kiss my ass. You can all kiss my ass. Yeah. And it's like, really, dude. I mean, I agree with you. I think they. They almost went out of their way to uh, to at the end show like make it like a redemption story, mm-hmm. and you killed what sixteen people mm-hmm. in the most grotesque way possible. Now I did like the way they finished off Dahmer. I think they 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 definitely took some because uh, we don't really know how that really went down. The conversation that was said between him and the inmate, right? That took him out, but man, they did a great job of he got he got what was coming to him. Yeah, and that inmate was who whoever played that part. 
like he he was terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he played that badass part very very well. But you look at Jeffrey Dahmer in this whole series, and again, you know, you don't know what's Hollywoodish, uh, uh, Hollywoodish up or not. But you look at him and you go, this this guy's sick. All right, he can't control his urges. Very similar to you not be able to control your urges at ten thirty at night, going to the refrigerator and getting ice cream. You know, I mean, yeah. I know there's a difference, but there's not a difference. It's still an urge. It's a compulsion, right? Uh, his his thing is for homosexual young men. You know, he wasn't just a killer to kill, or he would have killed uh, his neighbor, Glenda Cleveland. Yeah, right. He almost fed her a human sandwich. But that they never tell us if it was human. Uh, flesh or not we can just assume mm-hmm. right but the whole thing was weird right well you're not gonna let the guy in your house <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the fuck you know and you're not gonna see the he's got something behind his back like I, it made us it makes people in the like the 90s we were all really stupid naive <laughs> <laughs> those 90s people were dumb god that generation <laughs> you just would just let weird people into your house no we didn't trust people in the 90s those days were long gone I mean, the the one, the dumbest thing I saw, and I don't, and again, I don't know how this went down, but you know, he did, the 15 year old boy did go back to his residence to take photos, right? But his older brother was actually molested or drugged and all that by Dahmer. I just can't believe that that boy actually knew who Dahmer was when he went back to his residence. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, he was well, like, oh, yeah, you know my brother. You know his bro- the brother, yeah. Like, really? I mean, there's no way this guy molested your brother and you know it. And you're like, okay, I'm down. Like, I don't know. I, I think there was just a lot of things in this. You're right. It totally made everybody in that uh, era seem like a moron. Seemed like an idiot. <laughs> so I, I reached out to this uh, leading professional or just something to do with the, the Dahmer stuff. Um, I, I saw her name in, a, in an article, and I guess there's going to be another Dahmer-type thing going on uh, on Netflix, or there is. It came out on Friday or something, and she's featured in it. So she got back to me and said she'd come on. So that'd be a good person. You know, I'll let you know if you if you want to come on when she she's, you know, we interview her. But, you know, we can ask her all those questions. Wait, she's, wait, like an investigative reporter or like now, a person that actually was involved, you know, in all this craziness? I'm fucking ask this, all this stuff. Are we going to talk to Miss Cleveland? No, I wish. Um, I don't know if she's still alive. Man, they made she the neighbor. Yeah, she's a neighbor. They really focused a lot on her too. And you and you look at like all the things that she was a part of. I mean, I get it. You know, she was the neighbor, but man, she really injected herself as like part of the family. Yeah, she was, was she the chick that played uh, the same lady in Ozarks, the FBI agent? Uh, That's where I know her from. That's a great yeah. question. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the same lady. Great actress, man. Phenomenal. Ann Schwartz. Is that? Oh, that's not her name. Uh, Missouri uh, Annie Schwartz. She's a journalist, I think. She was. Uh, she's the author of Monster: The True Story of Jeffrey Dahmer. That's who she is. And yeah, do we know if Lionel's book ever took off? Uh, well, he says it didn't. Even to this day, nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. No, mm. no. He put out two books, I think, and you know he goes he goes in when he he sits down with with Dahmer Jeff his son, and he goes 
I was the book doing. <laughs> he goes, that's not doing very well. And he's like, I guess nobody wants to, because everybody thought that he was trying to profit off. And, and not rightfully so. I would have thought the same thing. I, I think the same thing when anybody, when anybody does it. I think he was. I mean, like, it, I, I never quite understood how fast of a process, how that can happen. You know, you have an election and right afterwards, you've got 50 people that have put out tell all books. Like, <laughs> Dude, what a dick. Shut your mouth. Like, that was, your, that was your job to not say anything. And just because you don't have the gig anymore doesn't mean you can blurt it out. Every fucking politician in D.C., I don't care what flag you fly, red or blue, they should be, I'd be if I were president, you'd all be signing NDAs. And the punishment would be your nuts got cut off. I mean, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just surprised at how fast they do it. I've been, I've been writing a book since ninth grade. I'm like, I still, I don't, even, I don't even know how to, I'm like, man, you know, it's like one chapter a year. Well, I've been reading a book since ninth grade. <laughs> You're right. They do it real, real fast, don't they? Uh, so did you find yourself having any sympathy for him? Me or, Bar or Brandon? Uh, you chose. No, not at all. I thought he was, uh, I was actually getting more angry at Netflix. Does that make sense? Like, I was actually like, this is BS, man. Like, why would you cast this dude in this light? Because um, I think they did, I think they did, went out of their way to make him, like you said, make people have sympathy for him. So, no, I I'd, I'd had zero sympathy for the guy. Brandon, did you, I know you're not done yet. What about you? Uh, maybe not. Well, I guess feeling bad for him is sympathy, right? Is that what sympathy means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? We, we have to define what sympathy means before we can continue this conversation? I, to say, I mean, wow. I felt a little bad for him, but I don't have sympathy. No, I, mean, I think those are like the same word. <laughs> not, not, I mean, maybe a little bit, Bye. you know. Do you know, I just, you know, it's just, Do you know it's kind of lonely guy, and he's just, you know, he's gay, and it's hard being gay at that time, yeah, and it's hard, hard being black, so those black people are probably like, oh, look, another gay guy, a white man, he can probably lead me to the temple. I'm sure that's exactly what they were. Well, and he used his, his gay, his, he used his sexual preference to get out of this stuff, right? I mean, like, he'd, like, tell the, the cops when they were like, hey, you know, what are we going to find? He's like, you looking for gay stuff? You yeah. looking for gay stuff around here? It's like, cops are like, dude, we're out of here. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want to be around the gay stuff anymore, guys. Come on, Bill. Let's get it. You know, it, it, show, it, it, it shines a light on racism and how bad it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in 20 years, there'll be a story based out of the year 2022, and they're going to say the same thing because we just, for some reason, can't get past this this whole racism thing. It's, it's really just this just dumb uh but you see you know you see how racists not only law enforcement in milwaukee at least at that time was uh but people in general you know the gay community not so much right because you go to a gay bar like they show i mean i've been to a gay bar a couple times you go to a gay bar everybody's getting along you yeah. know it's just it's it's there's there, there, there's no like oh the black guys in the gay bar it's nothing like that uh so so the the, it shines a light on the racism in Milwaukee Police Department, and uh, it also shows uh, shines a light in the homophobia. And I never realized, I, I mean, I guess it was, I just never realized that how bad it was in the early 90s. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, I remember, like, I mean, it was, it was a big deal even, like, in middle school. And I grew up in the North. I grew up in Michigan. So, I mean, you know, homophobia, the, the, the slangs and all that, I mean... That was a that was a staple, man. It wasn't even a thing, but nobody knew. It. Well, <laughs> now we're older, right? I'm on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, 
I didn't know he was gay. You know, like all these kids I went to high school with, mm. but nobody talked about it. Nobody came out. You know. Yeah, but there's a difference between coming out and being like, "Oh, well, that guy's gay." You're a, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I guess I mean I I know it was there. I just don't remember it being as bad as this show kind of makes it to be. And I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying my my own personal experience. Maybe just because I wasn't I wasn't around a lot of gay guys in the early '90s. I just wasn't. You don't know that. No, you were you in Orlando. <laughs> um, no, not in the early not not in the early '90s. Oh, okay. uh, mid '90s. He grew up in South Beach. He's like, no, there's just there was no gay people there. No, it I'm, was the 90s. I'm not saying there weren't. I'm not saying that there weren't gay people around me. I'm just saying that if there were, I didn't know. Like I wasn't friends with them. It wasn't until really, yeah, until like mid '90s and when I moved to Orlando uh, that I started to be around a lot of gay people. You know, and I never had a problem with it. my first wife was like all of her friends were gay, like way gay, like really, really gay. <laughs> And, you know, I, I told that story before. It was like one of the first parties we went to. She was like, oh, my buddy Andy's having a party, a birthday party, him and him and his friend Lewis. And I was like, oh, cool, let's go. I was like, I met them before. They're cool. I had no idea. Nor did I care, but I had no idea. And then I remember it was like, uh, I was like, I want to get in the pool. There's just a lot of dudes, like really good-looking <laughs> fucking guys at this party. Six-packs everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> dude. It was, I mean, like, I was like, God, I feel so insecure i want to keep my shirt on these guys are really they must all work out together hairless <laughs> is this a gold gym party or something <laughs> and i remember getting in the pool and not realizing it until about maybe 10 15 minutes afterwards i look around and these guys they're all guys in the pool and they're wearing speedos uh one in particular was a tangerine speedo which is kind of funny and and they're they're playing with this like you know ball or whatever they're just kind of hitting the ball around I looked something just weird about this. So I get out of the pool and I, and I said to my wife, I was like, a lot of guys here. She's like, what's well, a gay party? What do you expect? I was like, why didn't you tell me that? And she goes, why would it have mattered? And I'm like, no, I guess not. <laughs> but you'd have wore a Speedo. <laughs> and, and she goes, you didn't realize that all these really ripped, good-looking guys and you're in a pool with dudes playing with a blow-up ball? You're not at a gay party? And then one of them comes over to me to us, and I was like, "Oh, don't say anything." And she's like, "He didn't realize it was a gay party." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, honey, how could you not look around and see that this is a flaming gay party?" I was like, "I'm sorry, no disrespect." I was just like, "I didn't know, and it's fine. I'm not homophobic or anything. I just, I, I guess I've just never been to a gay party." He's like, "Oh, we are going to initiate you," and I'm like, "No, you're not." <laughs> chicken fight, chicken fight. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things. It was funny, but you know, whatever. I like, I never have a problem with it. So the other thing in the uh, in the Dahmer stuff was the memorial at the very end. So the Oxford Apartments is where Jeffrey Dahmer lived, and he killed most of these people, most of these young men. Uh, in particular, the 14-year-old that the cops just totally flubbed uh, on. They flubbed a lot of things, but the 14-year-old the one was disgusting to watch how bad and stupid these two fucking officers were. And uh, they tear it down. You know, they evict everybody, then they tear it down, the apartments, that is. And she, the neighbor, G uh, Glenda Cleveland, she suggests to a cop, just in, not like official, just like, hey, here's an idea. You should make a, a memorial. And then I think she had called over and over and over again to the city, and they just kind of brushed it off. And it still sits, I believe, as a vacant lot in Milwaukee, where the Oxford Apartments was. 
It's just a vacant lot. I don't you, think there's you know anything there. You know how much there. tourism is happening there right now? Like people that are getting, you know, getting online and figuring out where it was and going over there and taking a picture and I don't know, man. That's weird, probably, huh? Probably a bad area too, right? The criminals are probably loving it. It was a bad area in the early nineties. I don't know if it got any better or not. It's probably trendy now. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's probably it's a, they call it Oxho. You know, it was like or Soho or something, or something There's cool. A Starbucks on the corner. There's a Starbucks, yeah, Walmart superstore, you know, or market, Walmart market, yeah, sprouts, yeah, all that good stuff. But when Dahmer went to the prison, he became like the, the people. He had fans. They're they're sending him money. They're sending him letters, and they're doing comic books of him. He became isn't that so sick? How and twisted how we function like that? You know, I'm I'm actually curious because you know you saw that people were like, hey, here's five dollars. Send me back an autograph or send me back a yeah. drawing. I would like to know if those still exist today. Like, if people actually have his autograph. Because according to the show, his first one was him just doing an outline of his hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some truth to that. That's just too odd. If Brandon had a laptop, he could look it up. Yeah. But or if his, his, his laptop wasn't so sticky. <laughs> it takes a while to load. It's just, for, he's typing in Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just all J's. Cause I, th- I thought you got your new fast <laughs> computer. It's all J's. <laughs> He's like, sorry, guys. I'm going to be here for a minute. <laughs> Delete. I keep hearing. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, I, I, I did some, I got to get this off my other computer. Uh, all right. Anyway. I'm looking it up. Did You're going to look at, uh, Brandon, why aren't you doing any of this stuff? Like, you don't oh, look- I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I get to, uh, yeah, here I am. <laughs> here I am. Here I am. Jeffrey. What did you Google? Dahmer. Uh, oh, so far, man. Jeffrey Dahmer. This is crazy. Holy Sick. cow. So the Jeffrey Dahmer hand, handprint, yeah. is uh, $340. Really? Alexander Historical Auction. $340. $340. Wow. Well, it says his glasses are... Uh, Selling for 150000 Yeah, I saw that the other day, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm sure crazy. This, is, this has got to be. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer autograph right now, $1,200. But do you want that? No. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't know. Because your friends are never going to talk to you again. There's some. There's like one side of you that goes, oh, $340. That's kind of a good deal. This is first Jeffrey Dahmer artwork. I mean, it's like getting a... Uh, a you know, if 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 there were a piece of artwork that Hitler drew and you could buy it for three hundred and forty dollars, no, would you not want it? No, <laughs> no, no, and I wouldn't be friends with anyone that did. Yeah, like if, like if I came if I came down here and I'm looking around the studio and you're like, oh yeah, this is you know me and Brett and this is me and Shine Down, and then you're like, oh, this is a picture that Hitler drew. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> I'll see you, man. Like, that's- check out this armband I wear too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, and this is my, uh, this is my copy of Mein Kampf. But, but isn't that the, isn't that the same thing as uh, you know the conversation of not liking an artist because of their political beliefs or no. Michael Jackson allegedly. <laughs> Touching all these kids, and you still there, Michael Jack. Chris Brown beats Rihanna, but yet people are still fans of theirs. Isn't it the same thing? You can you can't compare Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer to Chris Brown. 
No, the idea of, <laughs> of, of somebody being two different things is what I'm saying. Is the idea of saying, okay, somebody understands what I'm saying here. The idea of going, okay, I really like Michael Jackson's uh, music. I'm just a fan of his music. He was cool. He was part of my coming of age days, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this child stuff. Uh, you know, most of us think it's true, right? So, you know, everybody was paid off and it's just too fucking weird. Like, okay. Yeah, I can I can look past that. I'm still going to like Thriller and I'm still going to like beat it. It's the same thing. O.J. Simpson. We all know that dude's fucking guilty. There's no doubt. Now, the court of law says he was not guilty, but that guy is, he walks out on the street, people want pictures with him. I think there's a difference. They between- don't want pictures with him because he was a running back in the NFL. They want pictures with him because he was in the trial of the century. Now, I, I would agree with you, like with R. Kelly, because he was actually convicted. Mm-hmm. So now, if you went out and actively started writing R. Kelly in prison and being like, hey, dude, I'm your biggest fan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about all the stuff that you did, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, on a, on a lesser level, um, it's twisted. Um, but I don't know, Michael Jackson, OJ, they weren't convicted. So you have to sit back and be like, you know, I mean, Michael was never even charged. But, yeah, different. I think I just think the Michael Jackson autograph's a little bit different than the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Just you saying. understand what I'm saying, though? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, Hitler, but, Hitler was a bad person, but he was a great leader, <laughs> right? So he got shit done. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm not saying that. And, oh, I, okay. and, and you oh, shouldn't okay. even say that in jest no. because that's a bad look. <laughs> that was. But what I'm was. saying is that, wow, the artwork that Hitler did was really good, you know, and it's worth money. As a, If you're a collector or you're an investor, you're like, that's a good deal. I can get that. It's worth a million dollars, but I can get it for $340. Even if it's Hitler's, are you going to buy it? No. You could make a million dollars because you're getting a steal. You go to a yard sale and you see, it's like, God, that's a weird piece of art. All these books are being burned. Mm. That's kind of neat. I bet you that's worth something. How much you want for it? Two dollars, two dollars. And then you look on the back and it says, you know, Hitler, one of one. I think you've got to look at, you got to consider the outcome. And if you buy something of Hitler's, I think you're going to have a certain part of society that's going to look down upon you and maybe not be very happy that you did that. Just saying. And I don't need that kind of backlash. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, again, did you take the example of going to the yard sale and you see a picture and they're just trying to get rid of it? They don't know who, 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 cause Hitler was an artist, right? Uh, I know he was a, um, yeah, he's a yeah. author. He was, he was, he was an art school. Yeah. yeah that's why school. Right. Yeah. So, so you go to a, a, a Yard sale, and you see a painting. It's like it's just a weird looking painting. It's kind of cool, but you know, it's there's something to it. And you look on the back, and you see Hitler one of one. They're selling it for two dollars. You know, it's worth more than two dollars. You're trying to tell me, not from an ethical standpoint, but from a business standpoint, you're not going to buy that to profit. Yeah, I would for sure. I but would too. I absolutely. I it- it's about money. It's a why. There's there's a there's a there's a market for fucking weirdos, right? I think it's worse. I think it's worse to whoever buys it for you know a couple hundred thousand dollars than me buying it for two dollars. Clearly, that other guy cares more about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you ever go to some of these antique stores and these little you know spots in Georgia or in Florida and stuff, they've got stuff from that that was around all the time, like it was no big deal back in the, like the forties, thirties, fifties, and stuff. Blackface. 
you know, characters on bars of soap and they've got Hitler stuff, you know, Nazi stuff. They've got the swastika and they, they sell them at these antique stores. And I, I, I got to tell you, it's interesting to walk over and look at these things and go, God, there was a time and day when this was this, like this was a thing, but I feel uncomfortable just in that bubble and I'm like, I hope nobody sees me looking at this. So, so I was in Germany. I, I spent a lot of time in Germany in the military. And when I was over there, you'd go to these like flea markets, things like that. Well, it's illegal over there to sell any type of Nazi memorabilia or anything about Hitler. It's it's illegal. Uh, you can't even talk about it. Really? But there's a there's a there's a underground market for it. So there was a guy, and this was outside of uh, Kaiserslautern, in Germany, where this guy he had a house. And in the house, it was like a garage sale, but it was like, you know, you ever been to an estate sale? You'd walk through somebody's home, and, and all he had was all that stuff. And he had, like, SS uniforms. He had all the Nazi memorabilia from World War II. See, that's weird. And military members would go over there, and they, they could pick up their, you know, souvenirs or whatever. But typically, it was, like, for a shadow box where you'd have something of, like, you know, U.S. memorabilia and Nazi memorabilia where you're putting something together that was just historical. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, according to Wikipedia... All of Hitler's paintings are archived in the basement of the Army Center of Military History in Washington, D.C., and they're never shown to the public due to their controversial nature. Well, see, look at that. The United States is collecting Hitler stuff. I think they're trying to get it off the market. So they, they But they don't have everything. No, I'm there's sure no. there's a lot. Maybe some in this guy's house. I should have checked. I didn't go. Yeah. Now, if you go over to somebody's house and there's a shrine, now that's different. It's a little creepy. That's really creepy. (laughs) But if you just are a one-offer and you pick something up or, you know, you find a a niche in the market where you can make money, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, I I don't think it makes you uh, necessarily a bad person. Like, think think about every single, uh, you were in Iraq, weren't you? Uh, no, I never went to Iraq. Never went to Iraq. But you have plenty of friends that were there. Yes. You probably have plenty of friends that stormed Saddam Hussein's castle, right? There's a lot of guys with a lot of trophies. Okay. Saddam Hussein was a bad person. Could we agree? Yes. They took shit from his place. Absolutely. There is gold that is missing from Iraq. Well, George Clooney has that. Okay. Some buried in the desert somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. waiting to go back. I'm sure. Okay. Uh are, are these people bad soldiers, bad people, because they stole from Saddam Hussein? No, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I think you're you're right with that, because in World War II, they would steal the, or they'd take the Lugers off the dead Nazi soldiers, yep. and that was their trophy, right? They all wanted it when we saw Band, for Bro- or Band of Brothers, a great show. But anyway, um, so I'm, those are in the States now. I mean, those those guys came back, those grandfathers mm-hmm. who have passed away, left those to their families. So I mean, mm-hmm. those Nazi... Guns are all over the U.S. I've held one before. My, my, a real one? A real one. So both my uncles served uh, in Korea. Forget what they did in, in World War II. But I remember I was a kid. So I was like 11, I was 11, 12 years old. And for my brother's birthday, my old brother, right? My brother's birthday my mother and or my grandmother, there was this box. It was this old beat up, you know, just normal brown box. And it taped and it had like old shipping labels and stuff on it. And they give it to him. And he was kind of into guns at the time. And he opens it up and it's this old Luger. And says, yes, this was your, I think, Uncle Bud's. It was my Uncle Bud's. And he brought it back. But... um when he brought it back, he left it at home, and then he was redeployed 
and my grandmother mailed it to him where he was stationed. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he was like, hey, can you mail me my Luger? She was like, oh, yeah, sh- sure. Sure, bud. No worries. I'll get it in the mail to you, honey. I love you. Put it in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the box that she shipped it off. That exact same wow. box. Is that not a cool story? That's crazy. And then, of course, in uh, in, in my brother's style, uh, he pawns it. No. He did. <laughs> oh, I was going to be, I thought that was the payoff. I was going to say, where's it at now? And you're like, well. It's back still. in the hands of a German. <laughs> <laughs> that goes to pawn stores. Way to screw us on the war effort, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. All right. Uh, the brain is the last thing I wanted to bring up. When you're watching this Dahmer show on Netflix, um, there's the first wife and then Lionel, his father, they, they hate each other. They've, they've hated each other for years. They're, they're trying to place blame on why their son became what they, what he became. She took a lot of pills. She had postpartum depression. She took a lot of pills when she was pregnant. She smoked, she drank, she did drugs. She did all, all kinds of stuff, right? Never held him as a baby, uh, the father, on the other hand, you know, not much better. Loves his son, no doubt, loves his son. But, you know, he still wanted to live his own life, and he wasn't around much. Uh, plus, he worked all the time, and they argued all the time. So they're placing blame, this and the snap. But now that Dahmer's dead, you know, he was killed in jail, they don't seem like they're that upset about it you know it's like they just kind of knew it was coming right yeah. it's, it's, it's over and it's done and like they just want to move on and there's the argument uh the the question the debate of hey you know this person these people want to keep jeffrey dahmer's brain alive and it it was taken like before they buried him without a brain they took it without the 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 knowledge and or okay of at least the dad. I don't know if the mom was in or not, in order to research it, to find out what the fuck was wrong with this guy. And they go into this office and they're arguing about it. And the, the mother wants them to to do work on the brain. And the father says, no, it's just not going to happen. And you need both of us to say yes, and I'm never going to say yes. So they ended up, you know, firing up the brain. They put it in the, you know, the... the um, cremation thing and it's done to clarify i don't think they're going to keep the brain alive that well you know what i meant <laughs> <laughs> You're, i'm thinking of that uh the brain off teenage mutant ninja turtle <laughs> it's alive you know what i meant they keep it out of the body but the i i think that was a bad move i, I think the dad um yeah. selfishly made that choice because he didn't want to find out any and he, like he didn't one, he didn't want to find out if it was his fault, mm-hmm. and two, he didn't want to find out any more bad shit that <laughs> the guy's brain. And, uh, well, and they brought up the John Wayne Gacy again. Yeah, and he's well. They already studied his brain, and you know there was nothing wrong with him. It's like I, I agree with you. I think I think I'm I'm actually really surprised that they uh, surprised they did that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do that. Yeah, and that was just what they told the father because. How do you? He didn't even know the brain was missing. Here, here's here's an idea. Anyone that is convicted of a felony, and then after, you know, when they die, it goes through a panel of experts of whatever the crimes that they committed, and the more heinous and bizarre and weird they are, that panel gets to vote on whether to study that brain. 
You know, because yeah. there's some weird people in this world. That's why, you know, I, I've said this a million times over again. You know, these school shooters, the the terrorists, uh, you know, in this in this country, these terrorism acts and stuff. When we catch these, I don't want them to die. Uh, not right away, at least. I don't want them to be shot on sight. I don't want them to take their own lives. I want them to be interrogated. Mm-hmm. I want to find out how to fix the problem of just weird. Nobody can, nobody can, nobody has an answer. Like you have answers, but doesn't mean your answer's right. You know, I mean, if you get political, the right, it's the left. It lefts, it's the right. Well, that's not going to get anywhere. And you're not correct because you don't know, right? <laughs> you know, it's about patriotism. It's about non-patriotism. You need more religion. You need less religion. I'm not saying they're wrong, but I'm telling you definitely they're not right because there's more to a story in every case is, is, is in particular, right? You know, so like to study the brain and to actually find out what's wrong with a human being is, I think, key. Yeah, there's got to be common threads, especially when you deal with like, pedophilia mm-hmm. and things like that. And you're talking about a lot of these people are, when, when these guys, especially the school shooters, I use those for an, for an example. Every time you see a school shooter, are you not like, how did they not see that this dude every was time shoot up a school every like, time they're, they're in there, you know, the, they're in their like weird, like garb and they got their long hair and they're all like goth. And it's like, just, I mean, I'm not trying to profile, but if I went to a high school right now, I could probably pick out the top five. Do you need to worry about profiling? Is good. I'm a I'm a fan of profiling. I know it's it's frowned upon, but I, but I, I agree with you. I think the brain, especially in these ones that are deceased or whatever, and before they're deceased, to be able to study them and figure out what was the motivating factors and what led them to do that. Um, Would you very, very good turn in any of your kids if they did something illegal, especially this bad? Since crazy. Well, that's are you talking misdemeanor or felony? No, uh, you pick. Um. I, you know, when I was 10, uh, we were at a uh, Rollways gas station in northern Michigan. Sweet. And uh, my, my little buddy, he kept, we kept going in and stealing fireworks. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. He was. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so we get to the campsite. There's a statute of limitations. And we're, you can, you can <laughs> and we're lighting off Fine. fireworks. And my dad's like, how much money did Jason bring? And his name was Jason. Yeah, <laughs> he was how much money did Jason bring on this camping trip? And I'm like, I don't know. And next thing you know, we're lighting off like the big boys, right? And it's like been like hours of this. And my mm-hmm. dad's like, this is crazy. Like this kid must have brought 150 bucks for fireworks. So he goes in and uh, he asks the lady, he's like, hey, how much more fireworks are you going to sell these kids? And she's like, I haven't sold them any fireworks. <laughs> so my dad's like, wait, what? So he pulled me aside. You know, I'm crying, man. And my dad's like, all right, we're going in. You're going to admit to everything and then, you know, apologize. So we did. So something on that level, I think, you know, it's, it's a good learning experience. Yeah. Um, but if it's major... And you're talking like what Dahmer mm-hmm. is doing? Oh man, you gotta immediately sound the alarm on that. I mean, especially if you think it's something that serious where other people are in harm. So that's I think that's the, the caveat. If somebody else is in harm's way, you have to turn them in. Well, you you see in this in this docu series that the grandmother and the father, they know something's wrong. I mean, just bizarre stuff. Something's wrong. And they turn to they turn a blind eye. They just do. Um, they they they're just hoping it goes away. A lot of parents are like that, you know. There's even some shit in this house, you know. I'll be like, <laughs> especially back in the day, with when Caleb was here, I was like, 
you know, and there's always an excuse, you know, mom always has an excuse for their, for babies. It's like, Oh, it's uh, you know, it's this, it's that it's, you know, it's too, way too much pineapples. That's what it is. Way like, too- when, like when his dad's like, Jeff, why were you masturbating at the fair? And he's like, I had to pee outside, Dad. Didn't know anybody was looking. Like, and his dad's like, Oh, okay. Like, you got arrested, dude, like, with your pants around your ankles in front of the wheel of fortune. I don't know. Jeez, Dad, it's just kind of, it's kind of my thing. I just don't want to really talk about it right now, Dad. But his dad, why'd you molest that young boy? I was just taking pictures. He yeah. got it all wrong. They, they, everybody's wrong. It was just we're taking it's what we're into. We're gay. Okay. We're, we're homosexuals, Dad. Jeez. It, it's almost like an <laughs> SNL skit. It, it, well, that was my favorite part. Jeez, guys. It's, it's, it's so one I was master. Uh, Jeff, you know, do you have any idea why you killed all these people and you had sex with their bodies and ate their, 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 their meat? Dan. It was an accident. It was just, it wasn't really when I was, kind of want to keep it to myself, Dad. It's just, geez, gosh, you, you and Grandma always on me. <laughs> he wants some, I like when he, when he walks up to the guy and he's like, you want some brewskis? And he's all like, and then that's the best part, that's one of the good parts of the show, when he's like, did you just say brewskis? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you into? Uh, monster models. Oh, that's cool, I guess. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I could come up to your place sometime and bring some brewskis and we could do it together. Brewskis? Yeah, you know, a six pack. <laughs> he doesn't say beer. He goes, you know, a six pack. Oh, oh. the 80s were awesome. Okay. Well, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to book somebody from this, but the dad uh, is busy. Molly Ringwald declined. So I'm still waiting to hear back from, we'll probably end up getting like the eighth victim guy that plays the eighth victim or something like that. You should try to get the guy that baptized him, the priest. Oh, he was, oh yeah, he was good. Like what the story was with the priest in real life. Yeah. Do you buy that Jeffrey Dahmer found God behind bars? No. You think that he was trying to use that to... Uh, well, he, there was no death penalty. If you're wondering why he wasn't put to death, there's no death pe- there was no death penalty in Wisconsin. And even when they bring it up, he's like, hey, "Can you guys just give me the chair?" And they're like, "Well, there's no death penalty in Wisconsin." Well, I heard they're going to bring it back. <laughs> he wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy wanted to die. Like he and he knew. It, that's another thing is like so. At the end, you know, when he's in prison, he starts to do weird things. Now, if you read the real life story of when he was in prison and when he was killed by another inmate, uh, the inmate said that he was just annoying. He found him annoying. And and they didn't obviously like what he did. You know, that's everybody knows, you know, you, you touch a kid, you go to prison, justice within in, in the bars are, are going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it, it kind of comes across as like he purposely was trying to agitate the natives in order to get killed. Because he wanted to die, uh, he want he knew he was a bad person. That's what makes him such an like a different serial killer is because he knew what he was doing, and even when he got caught, he was man enough to say, "Yeah, I did it. I tried to stop. I actually did stop for a while, but I couldn't help myself." But these other serial killers are going to fight tooth and nail. Ted Bundy. Uh, uh, Gacy, they're like, I didn't do it. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Gacy, up until the uh, his final breath and the injection, he was claiming he was innocent. You know, Ted Bundy, 
You know, his court case was right there in Orlando. Uh, and they still have the desk that he carved Ted Bundy in, um, in the museum there. Really? Yeah. It was right there in the, the downtown Orlando. It's no longer the courthouse. It's now, I forget what it is now, but they do have the desk that he sat at and he carved his name in there. But that's where, where he was convicted in Orlando. Creepy. Yeah, real creepy. So, anyway, what uh, episode are you on, Brandon? Uh, well, like I said, I watched episode one and seven, and then now I watched off. two and three. <laughs> don't don't start out with what like what I said. You're just now you're telling me like oh, I told you before, you dumbass. I, I obviously I asked you for a reason to incorporate you in this conversation. Yeah. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm no, trying to make I'm trying I, to make just like refreshing, you know, just bring it back up. Don't, you know, don't per, per our conversation, shit. Don't pull that with me. Okay, Brandon's like Brandon's like uh, as I said three weeks ago. I have not watched anything since the last time we've spoken because my laptop keys stick. Anyway, Brandon, what episode are you on? As I've said before, I don't fucking shit. I've seen one, two, three, and seven. Why did you go? Why did you skip? Like I told you before. Well, I happened to uh, I showed back up to August's house and was going to watch it, and he'd already watched like six episodes. Oh. So he was on seven. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just pick back up right here. I got gotcha. you. All right. Oh. We're, we're, we're currently now looking for a new show. And I, I, I tried to, there's a new show on vice, uh, just vice TV. Um, now that I've cut the cord, I got to find it, but there, there, you can watch vice TV live through the vice TV app. And I believe it's also on Philo, 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 P H I L O. It's supposed to be on Hulu, but it's not. But anyway, there's a new show on there, and it's done by the guys that did The Dark Side of the Ring. And it's called Tales of the Territories. And the production company is The Rocks, Seven Bucks uh, Productions. So I wanted to watch it because it's interesting. The, you know, Back in the day, the territories for, for wrestling and stuff like that. I, I spent an hour on my phone trying to find it, on the TV, trying to find it, downloading apps. I can't, I can't find it anywhere. It's That's the frustrating thing about cutting the cord. Like, you, it's not easy to find shit. You've watched Candy, right? With Jessica Biel, no. true story about the murderer. Mm-mm. That's like, Sorry. it's better than Dahmer. Well, like I told you before, I hadn't watched it. You, you got to watch it. <laughs> Remember that? I told Candy, you. Candy, Netflix. Like I said, I never watched. It. <laughs> like I said, don't cut, don't don't try that with me. <laughs> like okay? I like I said, Chuck, I've not watched Candy. So. Well, here's the thing: is that we're we're good uh, because the season five trailer of Yellowstone came out, oh. right? And I'm addicted to that show, just mm-hmm. like everybody else in the free world. It, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me when I got COVID. That's I, 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 I was late to the party, and I got COVID, and I was looking for something to watch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest in this Yellowstone. It just took one episode. It wasn't even like, it starts slow. Mm-hmm. One episode, and I was in. Uh, the acting, the storytelling, the character building is just second to none. So I'm watching this by myself in quarantine. This was uh, almost a year ago. It was, it was December. It was Christmas was when I got it. And uh, and so now season five, and my wife and I watch television together. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't watch separate shows. We watch things together. And she, I'm like, dude, you, I've been telling you for months that you got to catch up, that it's coming out in November. She hasn't caught up. She hasn't done it. So now we start it season one. Oh. Yeah. But, I mean, have you bought a cowboy hat yet? Uh, well, I have one. I already, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't need to buy one. I have one. I one. I'm telling you, Brandon, have you seen Yellowstone? Yeah. I've seen, uh, three seasons. 
after like the last, but every season I'd get a little more country. You know what I mean? Like now I'm actually <laughs> like, I feel like I'm, I'm a cowboy. Like I, I man, that's, that just, I, I did the, je- the jeans, the buckles. Yeah. I'm starting to get all that stuff. There's going to be a lot of rips and a lot of Beths this Halloween. <laughs> yes, yeah. We, yeah. we actually are the, our friends, the dragons. That's what they're going as Beth and rip. I think you're going to have a lot of podcast and pours. That'd be good if, if somebody showed up as the entire cast. That's what I'm saying is, is you know, if you're looking for, they, they actually, if you go to the costume stores, they have uh, already made Beth and Rip. They have a section for Yellowstone costumes. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're, they'll you know, rock and roll, be Yellowstone. You know, that's kind of cool. But anyway, so that's what we're on. We're, we're in. I've just got to sit there and rewatch it. And I'm not a big fan of rewatching stuff, but I got to tell you, it's so good that I'm okay rewatching it. There are some things that I forgot. Like, I totally forgot that they lost the brother, the beginning. Oh, yeah. Was that, yeah. that was the first, first episode, episode right? I think. Yeah, it was like first episode. Guy got written off. I, I totally forgot all about that. God, how pissed would you be if you're the actor and you auditioned for this right. part? Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and they're like, Jason, man, congratulations. You're going to be in a show mm-hmm. that Kevin Costner is the lead. And you're like, oh, man. And you're is- his son. And you're his son. And then all of a sudden you read the script and you're like, wait, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Am I dying? Yeah, but you're going to be in the first 15 minutes. You're going to be a badass, but then you're going to get killed. You're going you're gonna to have your big scene around the campfire with your two other brothers, and then that's the... And also, you think about uh, the uh, Casey's wife, her brother, who dies in the first episode, oh, too. yeah, yeah. He's reading the script and going, oh, this is great. <laughs> she's a big deal. She's, she's married. Oh, I'm going to be... What the shit? <laughs> like, hey guys, I only got one page. Everyone else only got one page. How you guys got so many pages in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not allowed to see what happens next. What do you mean? I've only got a paragraph. Uh, hey, uh, excuse me, ma'am. I, there's only one page in my binder. Is there? <laughs> I don't have season two. What? <laughs> I don't have episode two. I don't have episode two. Yeah. I, actually, I don't even have a second page. Where's Where's my scenes with Kevin? Uh, you're not going to meet Kevin. <laughs> what do you mean I'm filming on Zoom? Well, <laughs> I don't understand. You don't need me in Montana? No. No, won't need you in Montana. All right. Uh, so let's do Nate's Mexico moment. It's actually Nate's uh, Mexico, Egypt moment. And I'll explain, or he'll explain here. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, so as you're going to hear, this is, uh, let me fade this down. Uh, You're going to hear this is not a Mexico moment. It is a Mexico moment, but it's actually an Egypt moment. An Egypt moment with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs or cats with over 20 years experience. She does things like mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? Special needs boarding in the comfort of her home to help you enjoy your vacation knowing your pet is in a vet tech's hands while you're away. And now mention the BS and get 50% off your first appointment, whether it be a consultation about your pet's health, hospice consult, cold laser therapy, or 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the Furry Family Comfort Care Resort. You can find Furry Family Comfort at FurryFamilyCC.com. That's FurryFamilyCC.com. All right, there we go. Now, let's get back to the uh, nitty-gritty here. So on this, I'm a, this isn't even going to be a Mexico moment. This is a Egypt moment because, as you probably know, Alexis and I... Oh, Alexis is here, too. Say hi. Hi. 
Uh, so as you know, we did a little detour and came to Cairo so she could see uh, the pyramids for a couple days. And uh, we met up with our my guide, uh, Muhammad, who's now a friend, um, from the, my last trip when I went with my guy friends. Uh, he was our guide in, in Egypt. And so I met up with him. I hit him up just to say, hey, like, uh, do you want to come, you know, meet up for lunch? We're supposed to meet for lunch, um, but we ended up meeting kind of almost more for dinner. But um, and this was last Friday, I believe. Um, So we were trying to get back in time after we ate kind of a late lunch um, to get back in time to do my beer chug in front of the pyramids. And I was trying to do it before sunset. So um, so but I wanted a good beer. And as you know, Muslim countries don't drink a lot. So it was kind of difficult to find beer. So we were taking an Uber. It was me, Alexis and Muhammad taking an Uber from uh, where we were eating back to my hotel or our hotel. And um, he had asked the Uber driver if he could help him, you know, since he doesn't drink either, he doesn't know where the fuck to get beer at. So he asked the Uber driver. So the Uber driver was cool and was like driving us around downtown looking for a place to find beer. It was getting late and we're like, ah, shit, we're not going to find it. And then finally we found this one spot that had beer. So super excited. We have like 20 minutes to get back home. Uh, to the hotel before the sun starts going down. And as you may know or remember from when I went to Egypt last time, uh, they drive a little crazy, uh, just like Mexico, but like a hundred times worse. They're just gunning it. Everybody's honking their horns. The horn does not mean you're upset. Um, the The horn is like a notification, like, hey, I'm on your left. I'm coming up on your right. Yeah, and they're just constantly honking, but everybody's flying. So, um, and it's always impresses me that uh, in Mexico or in um, in Egypt, I never see an accident. I'm like, these guys are just fucking NASCAR drivers. And uh, so we're flying down uh, the highway, and all of a sudden, this guy that's that we're following, um, going very fast, just scoop. We're in the far left lane, scoots over very quickly. And gets into the next lane because there was two cars dead stopped on the highway. And we, our Uber driver slams on his brakes. And it was like, I know they all say it's like, it's like slow motion. But uh, it was like slow motion. And we skidded forever. And it got to the point where I was like, all right, we ain't stopping. You know? Yeah, we both, bra- we all braced ourselves. And we slammed to the back of this car. And our, our Uber driver hits this car. <laughs> and the damage wasn't terribly bad. I mean, his car was kind of fucked up in the front. Yes. Um, but the uh, the the bumper of the car that we hit was kind of dented in, but it wasn't horrible. Um, it, was, it was this woman, um, and she had two kids in the back. And so we, the Uber driver pulls around, gets out, and he gets out of the car. She gets out of the car, and they're, like, screaming at each other, right? Yeah, she started screaming at him. Yeah, she started screaming at him, and he, I don't know, like, the guys that, like, our our, um, guide, Muhammad, and then the driver, I think whose name was also Muhammad, I mean, surprise, (laughs) he, uh, they, they were saying that it was her fault because, I can't remember what he said, like, that she should have gotten out of the way or something, or she shouldn't have been stopped on the side, on the inside of the, the highway, um, so they're kind of going back and forth, and then I think our Uber driver, this is what I'm interpreting because they're speaking Arabic, um, he kind of just got upset, gets back in the car like, we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And she comes over the car and starts screaming at him. 
and uh, and is reaching for his keys and everything. And because and, our, our Uber driver is getting ready to fucking take off, yeah. which I don't know why he didn't, because at that point, like nothing was getting solved there. Uh, so he stops, gets out. She gets in the car. Our, our guide, our, our friend Muhammad gets out. And so it's just me and Alexis in the back of this car with a bunch of fucking leftover camel meat um, <laughs> from the, the restaurant. And uh, they, they both get out. So we're just sitting there and they're screaming back and forth. And then our friend Muhammad, who's like the nicest, sweetest little guy, sweet. just starts going off on this woman. And like <laughs> we had no idea. And he was just blah, 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 and she's like Meow, just screaming. Um, and, uh, I don't know what he's saying, but I think later he came back and told us that he was basically saying like, you're, you know, I have foreigners with, you know, tourism is a huge thing there. So he's like, I have foreigners with me. You're making us look bad. You're making our people look bad. You're scaring them. They don't know what you're saying, whatever. So they went back and forth. Um, and the Uber driver's not like really saying that much here. All of a sudden this car and she, and the woman's on the phone, right? Like almost the The entire time. time. And, uh, she like... Uh, so she's in his car and she's on his phone and I would be like, get the fuck out of my car. Um, but then another car pulls up from behind us and the biggest, biggest, uh, Egyptian dude I've ever seen gets out of the car and I'm like, oh fuck. And this, this guy is mad. He, he comes over to the Uber driver and to our friend Muhammad grabs them both by the throat and just starts punching them. And then they like, stop, kind of break it up. After that, all of a sudden, all these dudes just jump out of the woodwork and they're on the highway. There's like six or seven guys that are just like walking by and they just pop out of the fucking bushes, basically. There's other dudes that are pulling over their cars to come see what's going on and be in the, the little scrum. People love the highway there. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah, like they're just hanging out on the highway. Yeah, just hanging out. Um, and this, uh, this guy is just going and they're all arguing and then people are holding people back and they're fighting and then they stop. And it was the the weird observation that I had about the fights in in Egypt, or at least the one that we saw. And it reminded me of two like puppies or dogs, how they kind of play fight where they they kind of fight and then they stop and just stand there and just look around and then they go at it again. And that's kind of how these fights were, where like what the fights in the U.S. I'm used to is like the fight's over when one dude is knocked out or bleeding or in jail or on the ground. They never went to the ground. It would be like little spats of punching and choking and wrestling, wrestling and stuff. And and then it would stop. It was very odd. Um, and then another guy, another car flies up and pulls in front of both of our cars on the side. And we're standing on the sidewalk, or I mean, on the freeway, the, the side of the freeway. And all these cars are going around us honking and just, it was insane. This other car that pulls up, the guy jumps out. Same thing, grabs our buddy Muhammad by the throat and just pushed his head up against the fucking car. And we're like, what the fuck do we do? And, you know, it's like, I want to like, do I, he's our friend. Like, do I help? But also I don't know who these people are. I don't want to like get in a fucking brawl in Egypt on the highway. We got out at that point yeah. and we were screaming at them, like, let him go. What are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, so like this dude grabbed, I mean, this guy was the husband. So the first guy that the first guy that jumped out that we found out later, that was the brother of the woman. And then the guy, um, the, the second guy that came out, that was the husband. Yeah. So both ginormous men um, and gra- grabbed him by the throat and started twisting his neck one way and his body the other way. Like he was going to rip his fucking head off. Like yeah. I thought he was. So I jump in and I'm tra- when we're all trying to pull each other apart and Muhammad's just like yelling and he's upset. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. These guys are huge. Um, and then what were you saying to you're talking to the girl, right? Oh, yeah. The woman that the car, our Uber driver hit. 
she's carrying on screaming and then once they grab Muhammad and they're like wrestling with him I'm screaming let him go and I get her and I'm like please let our friend go you know like he he isn't the driver he doesn't have anything to do with this we need to go he has a wedding to go to tonight I'm like panicking and then speaks perfect English and is like he said not nice things to me so um he can't leave and I was like, please, we have a wedding. I apologize for him. He is my friend. And she I don't think she believed that he was my friend. She asked his name, and I told her his first name, asked last name, and I was like, no, I'm not going to give that to you. <laughs> and she's like, how long have you known him? And I'm like, two years. We've known him two years. He's our friend. He has a wedding tonight, a family wedding. And she was like, he needs to apologize. So they were more upset about the things they overheard him say to her, I guess, for good reason, over the phone. Um, instead of the car accident, yeah, they no, were more upset about that. Yeah, nobody cared about the car accident. It was they were mad that he, that our friend had disrespected this woman, yeah. and then he had said something to the guys about her, like that she had lied a couple. She times, She was right? lying. She was telling her husband, "Oh, he said A, B, and C to me, and they did this and that," and he was like, "Oh, God just heard you lie one, two, and three times. Like you're gonna know, you know." You can deal with that later. I know I didn't lie. And then the husband looked at the wife like, hmm, I yeah. don't know if I believe you now. Yeah. Or have you been making all this up? Yeah, you don't piss off Allah. No. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't crying. And then she started yeah. crying when the husband showed up. And in this process, we like initially Muhammad had called an Uber, another Uber to come pick us up. Oh, on the and, side of the yeah. highway. Yeah. And then we called. what? So three Ubers had came and left because this whole thing was going on. And so like finally the third one was like, bro, let's go. Come on. And I was like trying to grab him. And then the other two dudes that were there and there was probably about eight guys, yeah. eight, eight, nine guys there at this time. Two of the other guys go, no. He cannot leave. Nope. And I was like, what do you mean he can't leave? And he's like, he has disrespected his wife. Nope. And I was like, what? No, like, let's just go. Do you like, this is over with like they, they wouldn't. And so I was trying to get Muhammad. I was like, let's go, bro. And he's like, I can't leave. They will not let me leave. And I was like, Jesus. So we didn't know what to do. Um, eventually it kind of like calmed down for a minute again. And I was like, bro, let's go. And he's like, yeah, let's fucking go. So we ran across the, like, oh this is God. like an eight lane, like highway in downtown Cairo. <laughs> we run across or halfway across and this van opens its door and all three of us jump in the van and we're just like, <laughs> fucking go. And so the van takes off. So we're just in this stranger's van and uh, they give us a ride to the next exit and we jump off there and we get a taxi um, back from there. And it was insane that like he was apologizing to us. He's like, I'm so sorry. I hope that. You know, like th this isn't like what Egypt is, and I don't want you to think this. And I was like, bro, I was like, that shit was nothing. If this happened in the United States, half y'all motherfuckers would be dead because somebody would have pulled out their gun and shot. <laughs> that's, that's what we were afraid of. We were waiting to see that no one had guns, no one had weapons. Every we were, you know. Yeah, I think from the last time we were there, I remember. I thought he said that, like, you don't have a gun there because if yeah. you don't, I don't know if it's like if it's not registered or something, but like a first offense is automatic 30 years in prison. So people don't fuck around if they're not like able to have a gun, I guess or whatnot. Um, but yeah, so we got out of there, got back, did my beer chug. Um, and uh, yeah, that was insane. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> now they should have had their uh, own episode for that. That was the longest story ever. It's, yeah. a, it's a good story. Don't get me wrong, but I should have just been like, I, I think maybe he was thinking I was going to edit it. I don't have time for that. Just send me what you're going to send me. Uh, but see, here's the thing. So that story uh, is good. And, and it, th that him telling the story doesn't do it justice, I don't think. He's got video of all this. 
Oh, really? Yeah. They're <laughs> in the back of this cab, and he sent me the video. He's got different clips of this. And he's not, like, he doesn't have the phone up, you know, so it's not the best camera work. He's got it down to his side. Some of it is just audio. And they're in the back of this cab, and it starts, well, I, I put a couple pieces together. So I put, like, the first video he put together. This is the woman that initially approaches their their car and their driver, and it finishes the the la- the second part of this, this is a short clip is the melee of all these men outside of their car. This guy's causing all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's, that's my favorite part. This guy, Alexis, this guy's causing all the problems. Nate's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's scary to be in a in another country in the back of a car and there's like seven guys fighting each other on your car. And you're just waiting for them to look over and be like, wait, are those Americans? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Well, we should kidnap them. <laughs> we should kill them. <laughs> that, that's, this is a great opportunity. Thank you, Muhammad, for hitting this car. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> we never would have known that Mr. Nate was in the backseat. Why are we fighting each other when we can go after the devils? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the devil's in the backseat. I can't, I can't believe they sat in the car. I would have been, been <laughs> gone. Muhammad, you're on your own, brother. I left, I left cash on the back seat. Don't worry about me and Alexis. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, do you get out and try to break it up? Do you get out and stick up for your buddy? Do you get no. in the, the fight? Do you, you? I mean. I'm leaving Alexis. Wow. I'm out. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> babe. <laughs> hey, I just got to run faster than you. You just got to go. You got to go out on the other side, which I think was the traffic side. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was the traffic side. It's scary. So they got to get, they had to, they had to get out. Instead, they, they were very calm, very chill. Yeah. Oh. I don't, do do? Of, I, don't, I don't think most of I don't think most of That's it. <laughs> don't carry a gun. You're going to get 30 years, but I'm sure he smuggled all kinds of gummies into Egypt. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was freaky. He'll post all the videos, and we'll put them up on, on our social media as well. All right, let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys, self, it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation. Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Nubertese Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that with a weight loss program, sexual health 
pain and joint management. Nubertese Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. He's got a mullet. And he's from Fayetteville. He's a local guy. He's trying to... We were talking about this not that long ago. We had no idea that we had a listener... That was in this uh, competition with a bunch of mullets. Top 25 mullet championship. For those that are familiar with the mullet, Chuck, you want to explain to them what it is? It's a wonderful uh, uh, group of hair that is on the back of your head. That... There's a party up front and business in the back. Yeah, there's like it's got a following. It's, you got, you got right. mullet chasers out there, girls that that's all they want. So... MulletChamp.com, we've got literally 48 hours from the release of this episode because it stops, the voting ends on the 11th. I don't know what time on the 11th, but let's talk to him because he needs your vote. That would be one Dustin Atkins. How are you, Dustin? I'm doing great. All right. Can you turn your head to the side, please? <laughs> Sweet Georgia peach right there. Look wow. at that, baby. Wow. And your, your mullet has a name, right? That's right. Is it drunkled? That's right. Yes, sir. Is it because somebody did that to your head when you were drunkled? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you get the name for it then? I don't know. Uh, me and my wife just came up with it. Oh, that's sweet. Does she like your mullet? <laughs> no, actually, when I first came home with it, my son, me and my son came home with one, and that's she cool. actually cried tears. <laughs> she did not like it. <laughs> how long ago was this? Uh, this was two years ago, uh, late October. Yeah. Well, the mullet's back <laughs> in, right? It's it's like it's it's cool now. I'm, uh, what's the Morgan Wallen has got a mullet, right? It's it's That's cool. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a hairstyle. It's back in play, and you you're able to pull it off in the beard. I think it looks good on you. I let me tell you, truth <laughs> truth be told. Here's the thing. I got my here's my mullet story. So there's different mullets for different generations. So in the mid-80s, when I was in middle school, uh, there was the not-so-much-shaved side, but it was short, long on top, and then just a little bit above the shoulders and the back. It wasn't like a full-blown mullet like some of these characters, or even yours. But it was was the 80s mullet. I wanted one so bad because all my friends had them. All the cool kids had them. I wanted one so bad. So I'm trying to grow my hair into this mullet. And finally, that's when I learned about a thing called a cowlick. And I have three of them. And so the the b- back right part of my hair 
wouldn't grow long. It just curled up. <laughs> so the left side is growing down and the right side's curling up. So I got kind of a, you know, a red helmet mullet. And that's what my mom said. You're not getting one of those haircuts. You're not having long hair. That's just, that's the devil stuff right there. That's what's going on. Uh, all right. So uh, you're in this contest and you want to win this contest, but it's more than any prize. It's, it's more than a trophy. There's something else that you're doing this for, correct? Right. Yes. Uh, when you enter, half of every entry fee went to soldier suicide and the prize money is 2500 bucks, and I'm donating half of that to a veteran friend of mine that committed suicide's family. Mm. And he committed suicide this July, and it's, it's just near and dear to my heart, you know, to try to help a veteran fa- veteran's family, you know. No. So I'm assuming you're a veteran as well. No, I'm not. No. no. Okay. No, I have a lot of family members that are, though. Uh, Chuck Lunsford is is a veteran, and that's how actually how Chuck and I met and became friends some years ago. I don't know if you know the story with my wife, but her husband died in, in active duty years and years and years ago. Um, and uh, and so when Chuck and his band Distinct Grace play, a lot of times, most of the time, they'll play these. F- free shows for charity and all the charities are military based charities. One in particular gives to widows of veterans, you know, but Chuck, I know near and dear to your heart is what Dustin's talking about. Yeah, absolutely, man. I commend you. Uh, Do you know what chair, what the name of the charity is for veteran suicide is like 22 too many or something like that. I'm really not sure what the, 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 what it was called that the, the charity USA mullet donated to. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I just know that it was soldier suicide for soldier suicide. Do, yeah. do, do these people in this contest all pick a charity or, or is, is this just something you're doing? No, it's just something that I'm doing. And actually there's another guy that's going to donate the whole 2,500 bucks uh-huh. to soldier suicide. Also, if he won, which guy is this? Oh, let me look. Do you remember which guy is this? Uh, is this, uh, Jeremy Pirin with that sweet mullet. I mean, these mullets. <laughs> I can't believe Dog the Bounty Hunter actually yeah. submitted his picture. All right. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter would have a famous... Name some famous mullets. Dog the Bounty Hunter, Morgan Wallen. Theo Vaughn. Blake Shelton's got one now. <laughs> I just saw him the other night on uh, on The Voice. You know, uh, that's kind of like the 80s mullet. It's not. It's It's there, but it's not there. It's not right, like it's not yeah. like your mullet. You gotta. It's not as good as mine for sure. No, 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 no. So Dustin, I, I got number one in the USA right here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you, man. I have my mullet story too. It was like '88, and I had a mullet, oh, shaved sides, so cool. But my sister was going to cosmetology school, and she wanted to perm my mullet. Yeah. So I let her because, yeah, of course, I mean, why wouldn't I? I'm ten. Yeah. So I got a perm mullet. <laughs> And dude, I rocked that thing for like a solid year. Sweet. Have you considered? Looks like yours is you got a very straight mullet. Do you right, think if you permed yeah. it, maybe your wife would be like, "Oh, this is something I can get behind." I uh, I don't know. I'm not really with curly hair, but my son <laughs> wants to do it. So he still has. We're his? probably going to get him a perm for his, and his is longer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> how how old's your son? Uh, he'll be twelve in December. Yeah, Brandon, you kind of have a mullet, don't you? <laughs> 
No, I just kind of swoosh it all to the back. I mean, it's all long. It's all one. Take, but, your, I mean, take, it's, it's, take your headphones off. Take your head off. Let me see. Because we could make. <laughs> That's right. He could have a sweet mullet. <laughs> oh, dude, you could have a total sweet. You kind of have like the Heath Ledger Joker thing going. Right. But you could have a sweet mullet, dude. Maybe for podcasting pores, too. You go as Dustin Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, that would be a great one. Dustin, when you go to Walmart with your son, do they just like say, excuse me, you go ahead, sir. Do you get special treatment? Like you get like like layaway, like you don't have to pay it. Like they're just like, nice mullet, sir. It's free. <laughs> no, I wish it worked that way. <laughs> Has anybody picked on you because of it? Said anything? No. No. Yeah, you're a big guy. Yeah, I don't think they'd do that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) You don't get any weird looks? Uh, No, I don't get any weird looks, but I definitely get a lot of looks. Yeah. You get any ladies that kind of give you the wink, like (laughs) Uh, (laughs) mullet chasers? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're called mullet mamas. (laughs) That's right. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Nissan Titan. A Nissan Titan with, with a mullet. He's got it. He's got. He's got. Instead of uh, truck nuts, he's got a little mullet tail on the back. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So uh, mulletchamp.com is is the website. Do you know any of these characters that you're you're up against? I don't know. Not personally. No. How did you originally get involved in this? Well, I just I started growing a mullet, and then I started seeing things on Facebook, so I joined a group and then that led to another thing and I found out there was a championship. So I said, Oh man, I asked my son, I said, do you want to do it? He said, sure. So we've, we was like the next year, this year we entered. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Is you, is you, is you only have, you only have one son. You only have one kid. I have a son and a daughter. Yeah. Does she have a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody asks, but no, she don't. <laughs> how, how long have you been married? Uh, we've been together for 13 years. Okay. You take your, take your daughter to Supercuts, get her a mullet. You'll get divorced in two hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> you mess, you mess with that girl. You mess with that princess's hair. Your wife is going <laughs> to rain holy hell down on you. That's right. <laughs> you, yes, sir. You can do what you want with a boy, but you don't touch my, my, my little princess. That's right. <laughs> what do your parents think about all this? Oh, my mom and dad, they're, they're thrilled. You know, they didn't think that it was going to turn into all of this. I was on the radio the other day. I heard on the podcast day. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Didn't yeah. think I was going to make it this far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very stoked and I'm hoping that I'm going to get to donate half of this prize money. So, yeah. well, good thing he came on with us because nobody's listening to them. That's right. So. <laughs> That's for sure. But I got no problem with you trying to get as much, uh, as much out of this as is humanly possible because it is for a good cause. And that's, 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 mm-hmm. the, that's the main thing here. I'm just picturing Dustin's family. Like they all have the same haircut. You know, like, a, like an SNL. Skip, <laughs> I like. can't get it out of my head. Like when he said his mom and dad, yeah. I can see him like, Hey, call Dustin. Absolutely. <laughs> my mullet just ain't working today. Like, like they're at the dinner table and they're sharing a comb. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the Ricky Bobby prayer over the meal. <laughs> You have any brothers or sisters? I have a sister. Does she have a mullet? She doesn't have a mullet. <laughs> but but in our head, she does. She I comes know. to dinner. <laughs> I, well, I tried to get her son to start growing a mullet, and I guess she didn't like it, so she got his haircut. 
Oh, you're, oh so you're an influencer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're going out there trying to get every. Did you have a mullet when you were younger? Uh, I did at one point in time, but it wasn't never this long. Yeah. I mean, like, what was the reason? You go, it looks cool, or you're just like, I just want to do it to irritate people or piss off my wife or what? Well, we did it just for a joke, and I was going to go get my normal haircut in the next few weeks, you know, just uh-huh. to mess with her because I was like, I'm getting a mullet. I'm, she's like, no, you ain't. No, you ain't. So a month goes by. I was like, I'm going to get a mullet. She said, okay, go ahead. So me and my son, we went a few days later, and, yeah, she cried. Literally had tears coming out when we came home. <laughs> so how did that conversation go? Did you go to like a, a Supercuts, a barber, or like a salon and say, hey, me and my son, like they didn't try to stop you? <laughs> no, no. No, I don't know if it was the lady's first time doing a mullet, but it wasn't perfect the first time we got our hair cut. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how difficult can it be if you've already got long hair? You just shave the sides, right? Yeah, I don't Right, know. yeah. That could yeah. probably get pretty brand a mullet. Pretty easily. I mean, is there other other barbers that specialize in mullet? Like, this is all new to me. You go like, oh, if, you, if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna get a mullet, you need to go to Ray's. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, go to Ray's in Fayetteville. This guy knows how to do mullets. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> so after this tournament's done, and hopefully you win and get your money and donate it to a great cause, uh, are we shaving the mullet or are we keeping it? No, I'm gonna keep it. I may yeah. enter in next year. If, especially if I don't win. Is there more than one mullet championship out there, or is this the big deal? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I, that's the only one I know of. Well, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure there's a couple. I mean, I mean do you, do they, when you enter this thing, do they, like, actually verify that it's your real hair? Or could you just submit a picture? Like, could I just, like, put on a Joe Dirt wig and be like, yeah, man, I'm rocking it? Or do they, like, verify it's real? Right. Uh, well, I'm not sure how they would verify it, but they tell you no extensions, you know, nothing fake, no wigs or anything like that. Can you shave? So I guess they're just hoping that everybody's honest. Mm-hmm. Can you shave something in the side? That was cool, too, back in the 80s. You know, you the lines, lightning bolts or mm-hmm. something like that. I had that going on, too. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon's like, God, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Glad I wasn't around at that time. Can you shave something in the side? Uh, people do. I haven't. It's uh-huh. probably not my style, but uh, my sons wanted to do it. I don't know yet. Just a suggestion. I mean, you know, it's just my idea. But uh, our logo, right there, on the side. That of would your, be sweet, huh? You're in your, your, you know. Uh, I'm sure somebody will steal my current logo, like they stole my last one too. But you see, this this is 2022 main event. M A N E. <sighs> Phenomenal advertising. Isn't that brilliant? Do you have to go anywhere? Is this is this local? Is this a Georgia thing? It's it's just online right now, but oh. they have had uh, live events throughout the year. Some of the people that are in the top 25, I think four or five of them have won the live events. Mm-hmm. And then five more, like myself, was picked by a judge to go through to the top 25 from uh, the top 100. And then the rest were picked uh, through Facebook votes. Did you have to pay to enter? It was ten bucks to enter. So five of that went to the Soldier Suicide, and then five of it, I guess, went to the USA Mullet Championship. Because this is actually a pretty brilliant business model. 
you know, if you there's no brick and mortar, right? I mean, meaning there's no place that you have to rent out and buy food. Right. And stuff like yeah. That. It's all you, online and you stuff get, like that. You get 10 bucks from everybody that enters. They're like, ah, it's only 10 bucks. So, I mean, you're looking at at least, a, you know, probably a thousand dollars. Let's just mm-hmm. say they've got four sponsors. They're only paying out 2,500 bucks, which is not a lot of money. Um, they're, this is a good moneymaker and, you know, and it's goofy and it's niche and it's, it's kind of kooky. So people are going to, you know, then they get all the, the, the hits on whatever social media that they're probably going to make money off of. Well, the only thing I, you notice the picture, the mullet championship picture is a male. What would really set this off is if they had a female. For mullet. For mullet. And then you make the for mullet winner go up against the man, man over here. Yeah. That's because the mullets see, don't see sex. No, no, no. They're they're no. equal opportunity. They are very equal. They're ambiguous. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about Unisex. maybe talking your wife into getting one, and you guys can be a power couple yeah. in the mullet circuit? Uh, <laughs> power couple in the mullet circle. See what you said? Yeah. That's great. I mean, people, other other mullet people, other mullets would be like, "Hey, is that is that the Atkinses? You would you would be the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie of the, or at least used to be of the of the. Of the mullet circles. You guys would get every red roof in room for free. Is your wife, you go. Is your wife home right now? Can we talk to her, see if we can convince her to get a mullet? Uh, that's not going to happen. She's not coming home. <laughs> she's going to start crying but again. It, but is she there? Uh, she's not. I'm in my man cave outside, and she's uh, inside she's not in her robe still. Okay. <laughs> when you say man cave, do you mean the place that she makes you stay now? Well, I don't have to stay out here, but okay. I do a lot of times. Mm. Yeah. I, I see a John Deere behind you. I'm guessing that's the shed. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. This that's is the my, pa- uh, beach bar that I'm sitting in. Oh, Panama City Beach. Out of all beaches, that's that's your. <laughs> He's got a mullet. What do you think it's going to be? That's right. right. Well, just just humor me and shoot her a text. And say, hey, would you mind stop popping out here for a second? <laughs> Bailey's got a okay. question for just. Hey, yeah, if she says no, that's there. fine. <laughs> I don't want to cause any trouble, but I like the idea. You know, maybe we can do this. You What's know, up? if Nate can set it up, <laughs> if Nate can set it up, which I'm assuming this isn't, Brandon, this wouldn't be difficult to do, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think just post who has the best mullet, and you'll have a lot of people arguing in the comments. <laughs> but but there has to be how did you enter what did you send it to an email or something or, or what um through the thing on uh the page on facebook so you just posted it on facebook right yeah oh okay and then how did they get a hold of you they just clicked on your profile and shot you a message well no you you enter through facebook into the competition yeah. Is that what you're saying? So, okay, so you went to Facebook, but there's a link off of Facebook to, to what is it, mulletchamp.com, right? That's Yes. Okay, yes. so once you got to mulletchamp.com, how did you enter? You just click on enter into the competition, and you fill out the, okay. the little thing, your name, the yeah. name of your mullet, how long you've had it. Okay, and then you like u- upload a picture, right? <laughs> Right, yeah. yes. Okay, and you have your name and phone number. Okay, so Nate could set that up. We could totally do that and do the female version of it because there's a lot of ladies that have some sweet mullets. Like Well, I, they've already they've they've done the mullet championship uh for the females and they've already got the top three on the USA mullet championship. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, yep. I like how it does I'm sorry, I was trying to text 
Yeah, I'm Amanda. And... <laughs> well, let's find some. What about dads, moms, grandpas? Grandpas, grandmas. Oh, shit. Grandparents. <laughs> the the, the Grimolet. <laughs> That's what we need to. We're dogs, birds, fish. I can't, I can't get past the fact that Dustin literally is like, yeah, you click on the link, and then, you know, you got to put in the name of your mullet. Uh, and it's, like, like, it's, like, it's not even, like, abnormal to him that he, like, his mullet has a social media page. Does it? Does it have a – did you not, give it – Not yet. It's probably going to get one, though. Oh, yeah. you got to oh, yeah. give it its own page, man. Let it get some right. hits. Drunkle, Let, drunkle the mullet. I'll follow that thing wherever it goes. Drunkle the mullet. <laughs> What are you gonna what are you gonna dress up as for Halloween? Are you gonna incorporate the mullet? Oh uh, well, the running joke was I was gonna be Joe Exotic for uh Halloween, <laughs> but she really wasn't having that, so I, I don't wanna me- mess with her anymore about the mullet. <laughs> so I'm not sure what I'm gonna be. You should be somebody where you have to wear a wig that's a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I'm not doing my mullet. I'm doing the wig. That, do you, do you, what does your wife want to be for Halloween? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. It's actually her birthday, so I'm, <laughs> we usually go to Halloween costume parties all the time, but we just we haven't done it in the past few years. We heard about the big one, right? Tannery Rome Buford. Right. Yes, I've I've seen a lot of stuff about that on Facebook. You should go. You know. Um. Yeah. Podcasting pours too. The Verve Pipe and Chuck's Band, Distinct Grace. We have yet. I mean, as far as I know, and tickets are selling great. I don't know anybody that's showing up with a mullet. So you could be right. the, you could be the first. And now that you've been on the show, people are probably want to going to want to meet you. You know, unlike your other interview where they're not having a Halloween party. Uh, this one is so you should show All up right. to the, you should show up to this one and show everyone your sweet do. That's what I'm saying. I'll check into that for sure. At least let the mullet go. What do you mean go? <laughs> if he's not going to go, let the mullet go. Oh yeah, yeah people yeah. want at least let the, right. let the mullet get out and you know have a night. Don't let your don't let your wife restrict the <laughs> the fresh air for the mullet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm an electrician. Does, oh, when you go in and. Start doing wires and shit. Do people go, eh, I don't let mullets in my house. Sorry. No, no, I've never had anybody say anything about my mullet. Yeah. You've got you've got a clean mullet. Can you turn to the side once again? Yeah, you've got a clean, like that, that to me is not screaming, you know, white trash or anything like that. You just look like a good old boy that loves his family, loves wife, loves God, loves his country. And just likes his hair like that. It's, That's right. It's not. Am I right about you? That's it. Yeah, you got the American flag <laughs> in the back. You got pirates. You got fish. You got beaches. You got wives and kids. I just, I just, <laughs> I just imagine if he showed up to do any electrical work at my house, I'd be like, "So have you been trained in the last decade?" And he's like, "Oh no, man, I got trained in 1984. Everything's pretty much the same. I know where the box is at." Like, oh god. If you're ever asked that, you should say, no, I lost a bet. Somebody said that I couldn't wire this outlet right and their house burned down. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, yeah, do them all for me. Go. That's it. Put, put the cam lights in. Do it all. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, do we have anything else to add to this? Dustin. Uh, just go vote for me, please. We need all the votes we can get. Okay. Um, and tune into the BS show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, it's not 
the BS show, because that would be the Bailey Show show. It's just the BS podcast. The always, BS podcast. Yeah, sorry. I always struggled with that. <laughs> I always struggled with I know, that. No, but I've been said it a thousand times today. Okay, well, you got to stop saying that, because um, it, the BS is the Bailey Show, and then now it's in podcast form, so it's podcast afterwards. But anyway. All right. The 25, <laughs> top 25 mullet championships. Wait a minute. There is a woman in this. Yes, I think so. I think the pink hair is yeah. a chick. Lisa, Lisa with two S's. Lisa Sears. You see her? Yeah, but right I don't even see a mullet. Yeah, it's a, it's a sweet pink mullet. But yeah, it doesn't count. It's a mullet. You know what, Dustin? The reason you're going to win this thing, you're one of only four that turn their heads to the side. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to you know how to rock that mullet, man. Well, in all fairness, you know you go okay. Well, is my mullet more the top and the flow on the shoulders, or do I want to show the shaved and the flow on the show the whole shebang? Dustin's showing the whole shebang. <clears throat> it's like if you were to take all these people on this piece of paper, this mullet championship right now, and we were to interview them and ask who has had mullet modeling mm-hmm. uh, experience, Dustin would be. The only person. Well, he goes full mullet. Right. He, he goes full mullet. He he knows how to show. I mean, and you also have to go, like, some of these guys, you feel if you vote for them that you're just contributing to pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're donating money to some freak weird thing going on. Uh, but Dustin looks like a wrestler. <laughs> That's right. You got your sunglasses up, and, you know, you're kind of like, Kind of looking like The Rock a little bit, you know. I was looking, got your sleeveless shirt on, and you know I'm a big fan of the sleeveless shirt, even though I'm not wearing one right now. All right, mulletchamp.com. Did your wife ever get back to you on that text, or she just ignore you? No, she didn't. She she, she, <laughs> she done told me. <laughs> oh, she said, don't even bother. That's right. You go out to your shed and, yeah, okay. Uh, Drunkle is the name of the mullet. So if you That's go to, right. do you have to pay to vote? No, it is free. Okay. You just go on to mulletchamp.com, and I've never voted myself, so I'm going to find out tomorrow or Friday. Uh-huh. And uh, it should, it's supposed to be very self-explanatory. You, I believe you put your email address in. They send you a voter ID, and you, you can use that voter ID to vote one time a day oh. Oh. each day. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, everybody needs to vote. Chuck, I'm in. You gonna vote, Brandon? You gonna vote? I vote. I got an email. Okay. Did you? Uh, can we get you in next time, Brandon? Can we get you a mullet? Oh, I don't. Dude, last time I had my hair cut, cut was in third grade, and my dad went down the middle, and I started crying. I told him to put it back, but he, but he sadly couldn't. Okay. Well, <laughs> my my wife is has become an expert with the trimmers. She literally just got done giving the dogs a haircut, and they look great. <laughs> so. If you want to, Brandon, find some time. You can come over, sit Indian style on our kitchen floor, and my wife can take the dog trimmers and give you a mullet. <laughs> Let's give it to the dog first, see how she does. No, we're not going to put a mullet on our dog. That's absurd. That's just silly talk right there. But we would get, you look like you should have a mullet. People always say I have one, and I have to explain it's not because it's all full length. Yeah, but if people already think you have a mullet, Brandon, don't you think you should appease and say, let me just do it because they think it anyway? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they can live out their fantasies when I have my hat on, but when I take it off, all oh, the world is crushed. I, I think, <laughs> you know, and don't, don't take this the wrong way, but 
I think you'd look skinnier with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Take off less hair. You would have less weight. Well, you, you, I don't know if it's the camera angle, angle or what, or you're dieting, but you, you've lost some weight. I mean, you were kind of pudgy not that long ago. Can you imagine dropping some of the hair? It's just the kind of how it looks. You, you look good. You look like a male model. You might, we might finally see you with a female. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, look at Dustin. He's been with the same chick for 13 years. I'm sure she's beautiful and such a wonderful woman. Two gorgeous children. You could have what Dustin has if you have a mullet. It's the power of a mullet. That step. Yeah, that's well, the, this is the, the progression of adulthood, Dustin. That's <laughs> right. Long hair to mullet. Right? I mean, look at these two chucked together. Oh, it's like before and after. You guys should hang out. Yeah. Like Dustin could teach. <laughs> Dustin would be. How old are you, Dustin? 33. 30. Perfect. Brandon's 23, 10 years apart. You can teach him, finally transition him into the mullet world. You guys can enter tournaments all over the country, <laughs> world travel. You become a team, the mullet brothers, you know. <laughs> Mo bros. Mo, the mole bros. The mole bros. <laughs> the mole <bro> reds. <laughs> you know, Dustin, you know, you and Brandon can get together and B-man services and, uh, and, 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 and mullet electricians. You, you, you come together, so not only can you get a fence and a sprinkler and a backflow check, but you also can get your lights turned on. Those two things go really well together. Electricity and water. That's a two- <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to last about three days. That's right. <laughs> well, you got to have an electrician to do the irrigation because you got to put the zone thing up. You know, there's a bunch of wires with the uh, stuff. Just plug it into the wall. <laughs> no, the stuff in the ground when you get the zones all coming together. That's there's not a- electrical. What do you mean there's it's not low electric- voltage? That's water that forces those up and then they go back down. No, not those, yeah, they- you dumbass. I'm talking about the wires. <laughs> yes, they're low voltage. I understand that, but it's still electrical. It is, yes. He's a fucking electrician. That's right. I don't know if he wants to be digging ditches across the yard to put wire in. You do. And then when you're done, you put out the mullet sign up in the sky, and Dustin, <laughs> Dustin's like, oh, shit, B-Man needs me. Mullet man. And he comes and he hooks your wires together. <laughs> then you put the dirt back on. <laughs> Might be able to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make stuff happen. <laughs> you know? You're doing a good job, man. Can you imagine both of those guys showing up at your house like, Hi, I'm Brandon. Mm. Hi, I'm Dustin. And we're the <laughs> Mulbro. <laughs> and we're here to put your irrigation and fix your electrical. And pump. not get electrocuted and die today. Not electrocuted and die today. <laughs> and by the way, We'll give you a free mullet if you want. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Silly. We're just being silly. But we want you to get votes. So, great call. Right. Did you have anything else you want to add to the charity? No, man. I think it's awesome. Keep up to, you know, keep doing it. Hopefully you win every year, and that way you can keep giving a great charity. It's it's a problem. Right. You know, on a serious note, it's, you know, it's, it's a problem. You know, a lot of these these guys and girls that come back, you know, Chuck can speak firsthand on this. I know if he wanted to, but the, the, there's... There's a very, there's the, the percentage is too high of them taking their lives. Let's, yes, it is. Let's put it that we had a guest yeah. on not that long ago that was talking about that. It was just, just, it just doesn't need to be that way. So that's good that you're doing this mulletchamp.com. It is Dustin, the drunkle mullet Atkins from Fayetteville, Georgia. All right, brother. Best of luck to you. All right. We'll see if we can get you some votes. 
uh, get your tickets. Go to Podcasts and Ports, too. People are going to want to meet you, okay? All right, cool. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Everybody figured out what they're going to be dressed as for Podcast and Pours 2 anniversary. Chuck, you're good to go? I am good to go. Can you share? Yeah, man, I'm. Uh, we're going with a. Uh, every member of the band is a different, um, a different Halloween character, but it's all very recognizable, such as like, like from the village the, people. Yeah, like George fa- Michael, like, Wham, like the Mummy, the Werewolf Man, oh, okay. you know, things like that. Oh, okay. What are you? I am a skeleton. Ooh, very original. Well, it's hard because you can't wear a mask when you're singing, so it's Correct. like. You know, I got to wear the face paint, so I'm guessing by the end of the show, it's going to be just a hot mess. Yeah, gotcha. I saw a cool skeleton costume the other day that it, you know was a was a whole suit, and the top, and he but he's wearing a just a black blazer, like a nice blazer and a white dress shirt. So he's like a dressed up skeleton, and he's got a black top hat on. And you take the top hat off, and you see his brain. Yeah, yep. mine's just going to be all spandex. Oh. Your wife like you in spandex? Well, I was actually wearing it for you. Oh, okay. But, uh, Brandon, are you going to come strong, or are you just going to kind of flop it? <laughs> Wear that hat. I'm just going to come just like this. And I'm like, what are you? I was like, I'm a, I'm a homeless guy in Beaufort, Georgia. <laughs> I can be Steve Irwin. Uh, I might be, I don't know, I'm going to go to the Party City, and maybe it'll spark some creativity. I'll just look at all the, all the nice things on the walls. Would you like to know, let me pull it up here. Would you like to know the top, the most popular Halloween costumes for adults? Oh, 
You're not going to guess them. So I scream, sc- scream. No, I think I can. I think I can get them. Um, you're, you're, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to go with the low hanging fruit here. I'm going to say Jeffrey Dahmer. No, you would think, but no. What about uh, the guy from Yellowstone? No. Um, what rip, characters rip, like TV rip, show characters? Rip movies. Uh, you're not going to get any of these. They're, they're just they're, they're such an odd. It's an odd list. One you might be able to get. Jason? No. Mm. Just because the movie just came out. M&M's. M&M's. Oh, my God. My daughter's going to be an M- M&M. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. There was an M&M movie? <laughs> Not the oh, rapper. <laughs> the M&M's. Like the things no, you I get eat. it. I said the movie just came out, and Brandon goes, M&M's. <laughs> no, that was my next yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Inflatable T-Rex is one of them. Oh, yeah, those are popular. Those are funny. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some guy who was over in Afghanistan or Iraq or something. He had one of those on. And he's shooting over a wall. <laughs> it was hilarious. Those are funny. Well, if you wear an inflatable T-Rex costume to podcast in pores, too, then Brandon will laugh at you. I'll be rolling on the floor. <laughs> Wonder Woman, 1984. All right, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Women like to dress sexy or slutty, whatever. Yeah, Wonder Woman, you know, especially the, the movie version of Wonder Woman. Was it Gal? What's her name? Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, she's Gal super Gadot. hot. Really, really pretty, right? And the and the outfits are, they're sexy without trying to be sexy. You know, you can't, like, this day and age, you can't go, wow, she's sexy because you're a perv, you know, hashtag me too and all that stuff. You're just like, that's a really attractive outfit for a female. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's the wording. I don't know. Glad I'm not single. Buddy the Elf. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's still a thing. Yeah. It's more of a Christmas thing, but okay. Dark Knight? Yes, I agree. You can't go with something for Halloween that you would have for another holiday. Like, you can't go as the Easter Bunny. Santa Claus. Santa <laughs> Claus for Halloween. I agree. I, I, I hate that. No. Well, maybe everything up, like, before October. So you can't do anything that happens in November or December. No, you can't do anything at any other holiday. Like, you can't do an Easter bunny. Like, what do you got? I'm the Easter bunny for Halloween. That's nah, just stupid. Go as a pill. You'd be like a killer Easter bunny. <laughs> and I don't like, hanging out of your mouth. I don't like people that try to make statements with their Halloween costumes, like political statements. I think that's stupid. Uh, I don't mind you dr- dressing as a politician because it's, you know, it's funny and, you're, you know, it's like an SNL skit. But I don't like making people making statements when they do it. Like, they'll have a sign with them or something to that effect. And I don't like when people... Uh, try to be too cool for the room with their Halloween costume. And what I mean by that is be like too gross. You know, like after nine 11, people were dressed as the twin towers. And, oh, it's funny. It's a two suit. You know, fuck you. You know, that's just, it's not, that's not even cool. What are you doing? Um, so I'm, I, I bet you there will be some Dahmer esque costumes this year because of the Netflix show, which, yeah. which again is another reason why there's no good that has come from that show because, the victims are still around. The victims' families, I should say, are still around. And it's going to probably stir some, you know, get get published somewhere on the internet. And if they run across it, they don't need that. They've gone through too much. I don't I don't think that's cool either. No. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. Jeffrey Dahmer's probably the easiest one to do, right? Just wear those ugly glasses. And talk like, talk like you're from Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> just be drinking some brewskis over at the bar. But, but you're going to have to have, you know, like meat in your hand or, you know, chicken bone or, you know, something like, you're going to have to do something like that. But you have zero chance of getting someone to go home with you. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, 
I've, I've been to some I've been to some Halloween parties where people have dressed pretty messed up and walked away with some you know pretty hot girls because of their costume. You should have a underground competition where you, you you find somebody that's going to the event. They dress as Dahmer. And they win money if they can get somebody to take a drink from them and drink it. <laughs> like, hey, you, I'll give you $100 if you get a guy to drink this drink that you bring to him. That's funny. Uh, Dorothy, Dorothy, not Dorothy, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. That's still a thing. Oh. Okay. I actually thought you were going to say Dorothy Vader, which would be a funny one that you like to put together. Dorothy Vader? Yeah. Or like Vader. Dorothy, Garth Dorothy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like a female Darth Vader, like all in pink. <laughs> that's actually with, with Ro- uh, ruby slippers. Yeah, that, that's that's really funny. Dorothy Vader, <laughs> or Jenny Garth Vader from Nine Hundred Two and L. That, that was I thought about that years ago. Uh, Captain Marvel is another one. That's, that's the, the chick. That's the chick. Yeah, but oh. they, they just I think nixed Cap- Captain Marvel from the the movies or something like that. I just read something. Yeah, it, was, like it was terrible. I heard like 30 people went and saw it. I've never even heard of it. Like she's not going to be a part of any of the other films or something like that. Thank uh, God. Ray from the force awakens. Still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Harley Quinn always will be a thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was popular. <laughs> that was hot too. If you can pull it off. <laughs> Easy. My daughter went as Harley Quinn. the other year. She might go. Oh. I think she's going to go as Harley <laughs> Quinn this year too. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Uh, ride a beer buddy. That's another popular one. That's something, Brandon, you like. What is that? The ride a beer buddy where it looks like you're riding on a guy's shoulders, but it's just. Oh, those are funny too. Yeah, those are cool. Inflatable guys. And then the last one, I said that uh, the one I thought you would guess because the movie came out recently is Elvis. Oh, yeah. No No Michael Myers, really? Yeah, no Michael Myers. Well, I mean, this. This is just one of probably a million different lists, but I don't know where this is from. Market Watch, Pinterest. I got married by Elvis my first marriage. That's good. That's strong. Yeah, I can't believe it didn't last. Fat or skinny Elvis? <laughs> Drunk Elvis. <laughs> he was hammered. But fat or skinny? Um, so he was a little overweight um, Hispanic man. Uh, that spoke very broken English, was very intoxicated. So his name was L. This. Vives. <laughs> <laughs> Vives. Oh, I'm here to get married. I'm Vives. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. He's like, repeat that to me. And he's like talking, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know what you're saying. Right you now. were probably drunk too, though. No, it was after 9 11. I, oh. I got married because I was getting deployed that day. Oh, really? Yeah, I just wanted extra money in my paycheck. So if you're married and you get deployed, you get extra cash. So I didn't know that you were married before. Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, I was married for eight years. Oh. Can't, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Oh, really, that bad? Uh, you know, I mean, we got married because... She still live around here? Uh, no, well, I don't, actually, I don't know. Uh, she did live in Atlanta for a minute, um, but we're not friends on Facebook or anything, so we don't... You don't talk? Uh, not really. Usually when you have a bad divorce after eight years, you tend to not talk very much. Ah, uh, who cheated on who? Nobody. Mm-hmm. I, um... I just, you know, didn't you put want... things in her butthole, didn't you? No, she wanted to have kids, and I'm like, okay, that's too far. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not paying. You, how dare you have your husband have kids with you? <laughs> I'm not paying child support on anything with you. So, anyways, yeah, I had to it is weird. You know, my first marriage, my first wife. That's all she wanted to do. Like, I asked her. I remember when we first got together. I said, "What do you want to do with your life?" She was younger than I was, and she says, "I just want to be a mother." And I'm like, "Well, how much do they pay?" because no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need some income you expect me just to provide so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way i was like ah, i'll talk her out of it i'll convince her to get a job or something like that 
you know, so as time went on and we got married and, you know, years later, it's like, so if you decided what you want to do with your life, I want to be a mother. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm fucking married. Gosh, gosh. And uh, so, but we never discussed after marriage having kids and we still would have safe sex. And I think we did. I'm not sure. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. Either way, it was not a topic of conversation, but I knew in my head as the marriage got worse, I was like, God, I hope I don't impregnate her. <laughs> That's exactly what I and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sure in her head, she was going, God, I hope he doesn't knock me up. <laughs> this is like, a, this is for every guy. If you're ever in a relationship and you're married and you go, man, really hope she's not pregnant. Like you're like, you're like oh, you got your period. Thank God. Yeah, you should probably get out of that relationship. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're saying in your head going, God, that's going to lock me in this thing forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get, don't get me wrong. Now, she asked for the divorce in my case, but it was amicable. She was right. We are still friends to this day, and uh, she's got a wonderful husband. And uh, from what I understand, her life is, is pretty good, and I'm very happy for her, and I wish nothing but the best because – she is a very, very good person. So I'm not, I don't want to speak any ill will of my, my ex-wife. She's a very, very nice person. So. I'm just not going to comment. Oh, my ex-wife or yours? Mine. <laughs> What'd you guys fight about? Um, I mean, everything. I mean, it was just, you know, just one of those, you know, you, you're in a, you're in a relationship and, and, uh, you just, everything's a fight. Everything. Everything's a fight. I, and, and it's like, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to take the car to the store. And it's like, well, which car are you taking? Uh, I know what you're doing with that car. Yeah, I'm going to take my car. Well, why don't you take your car? It's like, wait, what? Does it really matter? You know, what's for dinner? I don't know. What do you, whatever you want. See, yeah. you can't make a decision. No. It's like, oh, I'm not. You're always it. like that. Yeah. And it's I'm, just I'm, getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. We need to go see somebody. Yeah. Man, we need to go see somebody and it doesn't work. No. I get it. Uh, all right. So you haven't figured it out, Brandon? Costume? Is that what you're saying? I forget. No, not quite. Not yeah. quite. Okay. Working on it. You're just going to make make sure, you, you know, you got to represent. And and for the everybody that's coming out to podcast and pours too, please come dress. Don't be the, like, don't be the guy that's too cool not to wear a Halloween costume to a fucking Halloween party. I mean, that's just stupid. Like, even Brian Vanderark said he's going to dress up. And, and the rest of the band and, and the Verb Pipe is going to dress up. Distinct Grace is going to dress up. Uh, the dollar store. Oh, I know you guys want to hear it. I know you want to hear it. I want to hear it. I know you want to hear it. Here it is. Dollar store. Less <laughs> is more. Halloween costume contest. All right. Uh, I need you to email me if you want to be in this. So if you want to be a part of it, the $500 winner take all. Everybody will get a little something, something, but $500 winner take all, a uh, dollar store, Halloween, less is more. If you don't know what it is, let me explain. It's very simple. I've upped the amount to $15. So you have $15 or less to spend at a dollar type store to purchase things for a Halloween costume. You will then wear that to the event and then when we do the contest, uh, you will show me the receipt and I'll check off everything that you're wearing. You have to use everything that you buy in your costume. You cannot use other things that you found at your house for your costume. That's cheating. You'll be disqualified. You won't even be able to enter the contest. So I'm going to make sure we get this all straightened out before we get on. I've already got a few entrants. I don't want a bunch of them. Because we got shit to do that night, so I'm only going to take like a handful of people. Very similar to what we did on the radio show, we had a handful of people. But if you want to enter, 
you have to get a hold of me. So the, the best way to do it, because I'm an email guy, I know he's so old school, The Bailey Show Podcast at Gmail. The Bailey Show Podcast at gmail.com. Just put in the subject line dollar store and you'll be in it. So that's that's all I need. And then we'll have the big uh, Halloween costume cuts at the end of the evening for everybody else that wants to enter. And we'll have a place set up um, at Tannery Row in Beaufort uh, where you can enter throughout the evening. And we'll probably cut that off at like 10 people. You know, no more than 10. Because I, I don't want, that's the worst thing in the world. I've hosted a million of these and I've rocked them all. But I've hosted a million of these and you go to these events and they've got like 50 people in the costume contest. And you just like, you don't, you're not able to give people time. You're not being able to get to know them and have fun with them on stage. You're just kind of ushering them up and rushing them off. Like, oh, here it is. Look at him. There's uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, everybody is so hot. All right, up next, here's Elvis. Elvis. Okay. And it's it's not fun versus taking the time with everybody. Now you're doing the applause meter. Is mm-hmm. that what you're going to do? Yeah. Don't you feel like people always get screwed in that, though? Because if you bring a big crew, you're going to win. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so bring, bring a big crew. So, bring a, so get your tickets at podcastthebs.com and bring a big crew. Absolutely. That, that's part of the, that's the gimmick, you know, from, from the host side of things. Do you want to win the costume? Bring 300 people with you. <laughs> You'll win. You'll win. You'll win 500 bucks. You know, if you know 300 people, you bring them with you, you'll win $500. That's a pretty good deal, right? They need a place to go anyway. So tickets, uh, only 40 bucks right now. Eventually, they will go up to $50. And then the VIP, they're 100 bucks. Uh, free food and drink ticket and special seating throughout the evening, including table service uh, and whatnot. If you've signed up for my newsletter, I've shown you the layout. Actually, I have the floor plan. I'll probably put that uh, in the next newsletter when I send that out. So, again, the Verve Pipe is there, which is way cool. So, Distinct Grace, way cool. These guys are going to be playing. Chuck and his band. Live DJ, everyone from the network will be out there. Nate's flying in. His wife's flying in. Brandy and Lindsay and Nikki D and Brandon and I'm sure Def August, right? He'll be out? Yeah, he'll be there. Okay. Do you know what he's dressing up as? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't he know should, yet. I think, he, I think he wants to do a mixed costume also. He should go as uh, like... Um, like a phone operator or something that you got to have hearing for, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, a mime or, or, or the opposite. He could be a mime yeah. <laughs> or he could be the guy that signs for like the governors during the hurricanes, you know, or the guy who's the guy that we interviewed who is, de- he's legit deaf. Uh, and, and I don't think he speaks, right? Remember we talked to him. He's the guy that uh, does it for governor Kemp. Uh, the sign language guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And during the pandemic, you know, he became like a big deal. And we were able to book him. Nate booked him for the show, the radio show. And it was a fantastic conversation. It was a fantastic interview. But it was a, he was a very interesting man. Uh, and, and that that gig is, is, is tough, right? I mean, like you're sitting there, very serious situation. The governor of your state is trying to get you through a pandemic, and you got to make sure you don't fuck that up for the people that can't hear, right? Wait, did you say he was deaf too? I think so. Like, I, What? Yeah, if I remember correctly, there was someone signing to him. Why did they just get that first person? Like, Can you imagine three, being three that guy? Signing. That sucks. No, 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 no. If you can, if you can remember um, when uh, we record next time, when Nate's here, Nate, Nate will probably remember. But I believe he 
God, I wish I feel so bad. I don't remember the man's name. Such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. But I think he was getting signed to from somebody else. (laughs) David Cohen. David Cohen. Yes, that is his name. (laughs) I can't. It's just funny. Like, who's the guy? Who's the middleman? You know, like he's that ugly. They're like, look, man, we can't put you in front of the camera. We're going to need you to sign to Brandon. Actually, and he's going to be the face of this thing. I think I asked that question. I was like, was the guy just not that good looking? And he was there during the interview because he was listening and signing to him or something like that. It was. Yeah, he is deaf. Thank you. Yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> laughing at me like I make shit up. Brandon doesn't think anything I say is true. I think that's just the worst business model I've ever seen in it's my so life. It's ironic. To hire a sign language person that can hear to sign to a person that can't hear to sign for people I, I i don't know i like i think it's better the ones that sign that get on those things they sign but they don't know sign and they just somehow made it on tv have you seen those and there's like guys that are up there and the person's talking and they're doing all these things with their hands and making gestures and then at the end people turn them in and they're like that person said absolutely nothing like that's not <laughs> even sign language the, the, the best the best signers are the ones at rock shows have you ever seen a signer at a rock show? No. No. Oh, that they're so animated <laughs> and some of the gestures that they especially with some of the lyrics and the songs, they're the best. Just YouTube sign language at rock concert or something. And it'll just have a list of them. Really fun to they're watch. They're not just playing air guitar the whole time. But like <laughs> <laughs> very talented people. G chord, C chord. <laughs> It's going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's so, so if you're looking for a start time for for Halliversary, uh the UGA game is that day. Tannery Row and Buford is a great spot to watch any UGA game, and they uh, they have this huge like 15 by 15 screen behind the stage that uh, they show the games on, and they've got a gazillion TVs. It's a very very big venue. Uh, that's why I'm so worried about tickets because I've got to fill this venue. But it's a very, very large venue. Um, so you can get there early and watch the UGA game. It's UGA Florida, so it's a big game. UGA game for free. And then when the UGA game is over, we're going to take over immediately. And when I say immediately, I'm saying immediately because the Verve pipe is going to have to sound check. They've figured all that out. But we're going to have to do our live recording. So we're going to be set up and ready to go. And as soon as that final whistle blows in that game, we're going to start recording as people are ushered out and ushered in. And if, you, if you're if you there watching the game and you're there early, because, I mean, the game starts at, I think, 3.30. So the, the, the game's going to be over about 7.30-ish. So that's about the time. I mean, it's a little early, but, you know, Get some food, get some drinks. You know, next thing you know, it's going to be 9 o'clock. Distinct Grace is going to be the first band that goes on, so be there for, for them. Uh, and then definitely be there for our recording. Um, so, it, But just show your ticket. My point is to show your ticket because once you get your ticket off of Eventbrite through podcastthebs.com, then you can have it on your phone. If you want to old school and print it out, that's fine too, or have it in your email, whatever the case may be. But once you I show think, it to the staff there, you're fine. What? I think uh, the World Series is will be on too. Okay, and I, so the World Series will be on too. Great. Yeah, they start. It starts uh, October twenty eighth and ends the fifth. Yeah. So yeah, great. So we have competition. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fantastic. Not only do we have the UGA game to compete with, but now we got the World Series. Great. Let me guess. The Braves are playing that night too. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they're playing in the World Series. Well, the good news is you still get to celebrate Halloween on the adult night, which is Saturday, October 29th. and you'll be able to watch whatever game is on. 
So the UGA game will be done, but the World Series will still have it on some of the televisions. There's no doubt about it. And they've got, you know, little areas that, like, bars up front that will have TVs on if you just want to chill out up there. The place is huge. You know, so we're splitting it up where the middle is going to be all for the entertainment stuff. One side is for VIP. And and when I say one side, it's it's like a whole other building. It's it's huge. And then the other side, which is just as big, is going to be the Haunted Vendor Village, which I'm I've got already. Uh, see, I've got Georgia Hemp Company, Inspect All Pest Services, Hobo Fire, Watkins Law Firm, My Karma Creations, who will be selling BS tumblers. You know, mind you, also have the BS merch tent in the Haunted Vendor Village. All kinds of new stuff that I'm ordering from Create Graphics. Uh, they're a sponsor of the show. They have been from day one. Ryan and his crew over there are fantastic. You need anything. Uh, wraps for your cars. You need uh, promo stuff for your business. CreateGraphics.net. Uh, they're, they're great people. They're doing stuff for Distinct Grace. Um, Distinct Grace will have a table because they got a new album that's come that, that will be they'll be ready to go. You can buy. You know, you can purchase. So, you know, do you, do you sell albums? Do you sell CDs? Uh, not Typically, yeah. um, we do uh, everything's on iTunes, right? So it's all, everywhere that you can stream music. Uh, but we will have a caricature guy because oh, that's I just cool. Think you know people want to get their caricatures made, but how often do you do that in your costume? So here's what you should give out: you should give out. Hmm. Should give out something. Okay, I'm I'm doing this with all my merch. I'm putting QR codes on everything. They can't put them on the hats or the beanies, but I'm putting QR codes on everything else because QR codes are the new, you know, dot com, right? So if people are downloading your music on your merch, you should put the QR code to either your website where it's easily accessible to download your songs or straight to the iTunes store. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, and I know you're not going to like to hear this, but you could give out $5 iTunes gift cards. But what if they don't download your music? You know how bad that would be? Well, <laughs> you know, that's on them, you know. Because it's a racket. Thanks so much. I've been wanting to get the Verb Pipe album forever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd like to thank Distinct Grace for letting me get this new album of DJ Khaled. <laughs> like, What? Do that, do a loop, and fucking badass, man, for free, too, thanks to Distinct Grace. And if you give somebody $5 for iTunes, you're technically losing money, because even if they spend all five of that on your music, you're only getting about three bucks. Okay. Uh, semantics. <laughs> the, 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 idea, the idea is to give in order, in hopes to receive. I think what I could do is I could say, hey, anybody that comes up to me and says, you know, shows me they've downloaded, you know, 20 Distinct Grace songs Oof. gets a free t-shirt. That's a lot of songs. It's free on iTunes. If you pay the subscription, it's like what fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh, you can I see download download it and then delete it. I don't care. You just show me, like, hey man, look, I downloaded all your music. Get a free shirt, and then well, now I'm telling people what to do, like delete my music. Don't do that. But you know, show me you got the music, and boom, you got a shirt. You're paying the fifteen bucks anyway. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I like that. Just trying to give something tangible to the people. You try to give to your audience. Try. To, I, I'm a giver. That's mm-hmm. what I am. I'm a giver. If that's what I do. I'm a giver. <laughs> I like to give. Uh, all right, so that's that. Uh, we're going to have a blast. I just need you to get your tickets. All right. I know a lot of people are waiting. Um, if you go to our Facebook page, pinned at the top is a link for the hotels nearby. Last I checked, they're booking very fast. So 
that was a good idea on my part to to reach out. Well, actually, Tannery Rose w- w- hooked it up, but it was my idea. I said, look, there are people that it doesn't matter where we go or what we do. It's not going to be in everyone's backyard. We did it in Sandy Springs. People are like, oh, you shouldn't do it in Sandy Springs. I live out in Buford. All right, you do it out in Buford. People in Buford aren't bitching, but the people in Sandy Springs and Roswell are like, dude, what the fuck are you doing it out in Buford for? So get a hotel room, get a babysitter, uh, you know, or sleep it off or whatever and wake up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and drive home. But just, you know, we're not going to be drinking and driving. That's just not going to happen. An Uber ride from Roswell, I think last time I took uh, an Uber out there was like 30 bucks. Not a big deal uh, if you want to do it that way. But uh, we do have hotel rooms at a discount uh, at the, I think it's a Marriott. I believe it's the Marriott. Um, but then that's, it'll be on podcastbs.com here eventually when Nate gets back. So actually probably right now, it's probably up there. So you can check it there. But it if is. not, it's on the Facebook. That's where I found it. That's where you found it. You found it on the website? Mm-hmm. The link to the hotel? Yeah. Did you really? Well, I saw a picture of the hotel. On the on the website? That's what I believe. Yeah, I think I found that's it. What, that's, you, <laughs> that is what I believe, sir. you got to know my truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I believe. All right. We'll get to... Uh, so get your tickets, please. Stop making me fucking sweat and all that stuff. Uh, I want to bring this up before we get to your one question. So... Uh, Roger Maris Jr. celebrates clean home run king, as he called Aaron Judge. Casts shade on steroid era players. Finally have someone to revere, he says. Do we believe Aaron Judge is never juiced? No. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Let me take that back. Do we believe Aaron Judge has never put something in his body that would be able to intensify his talents? No. Yeah, I, I, I agree, too. And, and I don't think he's a bad person for doing it. No. Uh, it's just that's what you do in the modern era. Like, whether you're a professional athlete or not, there are so many things at our disposal because of the advancements in health and medicine and all that stuff that can make us live longer. You know, testosterone maintenance, point in case. Uh, we're just talking about that. Uh, it's, 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 it's like you bring up stories on testosterone maintenance for guys. They're calling it the fountain of youth. Uh, I talked to a gentleman that is an EMT here in Atlanta, actually Sandy Springs, Georgia, and he's been doing testosterone maintenance for 10 years. And I believe he was younger than I was. I am. And I was talking to him when I was at Nuberty, uh, the other week. And he said, he said, uh, the, actually, the, the girl behind the counter is so sweet. She introduced us, and she's like, oh, yeah, Jason you know, has a podcast, and he was on the radio, and he's helped us out tremendously, and he spreads the word of testosterone. And he's like, oh, man, I've been doing this for over 10 years. He goes, I got to tell you, he's like, it's the best thing I've ever done, especially in my job. He goes, I was 10 years ago, I remember, I was just lethargic. I was, I was tired. I was this. I was that. I was this. I was this. I was unhappy, and I'm on the go all the time, working ten hour shifts. This uh, start doing testosterone maintenance. That all changed. He goes, I'll never stop doing it till the day I die. No side, you know, really, no side effects for the most part. Uh, <laughs> but if you're a professional athlete, you have this long banned substance list, which I think a lot of things on that banned substance list are put on there from, you know, people that don't know what I don't want to say don't know what they're doing but are just kind of stuck in the past. Uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Lance Armstrong stuff, he was, he, he, did he take, he didn't take steroids, did he? he? He did the blood transfusions. Yeah, transfusions. Yeah. Okay, the guy just went through cancer, like, <laughs> just went through a couple bouts of testicular cancer, 
he's older than everybody else on the tour to, on the tour de France in the tour de France. And he knows that if he can swap out his blood and freshen it up, which we all should do, you know, think about this. When was the Lance Armstrong? What year was that? I'm on it. I'm going to say 2016. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was longer than that. I mean, when, not when he necessarily got caught or came to light, but I, when he did it, I want to say it was way before that because the blood transfusion. So with testosterone maintenance, it, so you, we, we make red blood cells, right? Testosterone makes red blood cells. That's how our body works. What a lot of people don't realize is when you start to get lethargic, it's not only because you have low T, but your red blood cell count is too high. So if your body naturally makes testosterone quickly, faster than maybe in somebody else, then your red blood cell count gets too high. When it gets too high, I think it's like when you're at a 55% level, you can't give blood, right? You have to find a way to decrease your testosterone uh, in order to, to bring down your red blood cell count. But when you get, you should be giving blood, uh, especially if you're on testosterone maintenance, as we've talked with Diane before in the past, uh, at like uh, when you're at that 51, 52%. So I go every like 54 days or something and you want to get out the, the old red blood and you want to bring in, you know, the testosterone, make the new red blood cells. What are you laughing at? I, just, I don't know. I don't, you, you, you literally go give blood like every 51 days. Absolutely. You're like a freaking vampire, man. Like who does, who has a, marked on their calendar? Got to go do my blood swap. Well, here's the thing. So American Red Cross, love you and your work. You're great, great organization. Uh, nothing bad to say about your organization. But to give blood for the American Red Cross is a pain in the ass. It is a real pain in the ass. You know, they, 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 they try to make it so easy. They make it sound like it's so easy. And they always promise you something. But they never deliver. I haven't gotten shit from them. I haven't gotten a damn thing from them. Every time I've gone, I've been promised a T-shirt, a Tumblr, an Amazon gift card. So I don't got a damn thing. And it's always like the, you know, I'm a kind of a last-minute thing when it comes to these types of appointments. So I'm like, oh, I want to get blood tomorrow or today or Friday even or something like that. They won't have an appointment open for two weeks from now. I can't commit to giving blood two weeks from today. I just can't do it. So I found a different way to do this through Life South. And it's a lot more convenient. The place is up by the North Point Mall in Alpharetta. And, uh, and, and I've, got a, I've got a script. So for a year, I can go anytime I want. I just walk in. There's like nobody ever there. It's great. What do you just give your dick, suck your own blood out? No, I mean, not, not when I say no one's there. I'm saying like people oh. give, I mean, it's not like a line to get in. I mean, they, got, oh. they got RAs or RNs or whatever they're called there. Uh, nurse practitioners. You to, know, they, they to support your, your, your point, uh, I've tried to donate blood like three or four times over the last few years. And I got denied every single time, either from like a fresh test. They don't <laughs> Brandon's take people like, AIDS. They don't take <laughs> So like I've had malaria. Uh, I, I usually have tattoos within so many days of when I go in, whatever. But then I, do, I got on BeTheMatch.com for bone marrow. Mm -hmm. They called me up, and they're like, hey, you just matched this person. We need you to donate bone marrow. And I'm like, well, I had a tattoo within the last 30 days. Like, oh, we don't care. I'm like, well, I had malaria. Like, we don't care. When can you be in D.C.? <laughs> and they flew me in. I donated twice. And I'm like, why is bone marrow, like, you guys are like, eh. 
you know, it's okay if you have hepatitis. You know, we're going to take it. But blood, they're like, wait, have you been in, you know, any connection? Have you touched a cow in the last two days? You know, but at bone marrow, they're like, well, this is saving people's lives. And I'm like, well, isn't that what you tell everybody that donates blood? And they're like, yeah, but everybody can donate blood. They so, ask you some odd question. Have you had, have you paid for sex in the last three months? Yeah. Have you traveled to any of these countries in the past three years? Yeah. Have you ever sold your body? They, they do. They ask you those types of questions. Do you have the year, Brennan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first uh, the first break in the case was in 2004, and then U.S. federal prosecutors pursued allegations from 2010 to 2012, and they decided on August 24th. Okay. So, and he never took steroid. He never took a synthetic, correct? Uh, it, says, it says doping. Yeah. So the blood transfusions. Yeah, but that's not, so what doping that's, is? not a, that's not a synthetic. That's just swapping out your blood. Well, I think he was swapping out the blood so he would test negative. So he was taking the synthetic. Okay, so the blood had nothing to do with what he was doing to alter his. No, I ability. think I think he would do, he would he would switch out he would rotate the blood so the bad blood would be taken out before he would test, and then he had the clean blood in him. So when they drew his blood to okay. test him, it was clean. Okay, like a whiznator when you take a pee test. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, uh, so and, and even to argue the point of the steroid, the synthetic. Now, the FDA has actually approved DECA, which if you're an old school steroid person like myself, you remember, you know, the three, the top three roids that you would take would be Winnie, uh, uh, Russian D-ball or DECA. Those are the three easiest steroids. What? How do you know that? I mean, I've never heard of that in my life. If you, if you played football in the (laughs) nineties, you know that. I I played football. Apparently I wasn't a D1 athlete like you. And I was not either. (laughs) You know, but were you juicing in high school? No, I never juiced in high school. People did after high school. I did after, you know, actually after football, I did. And you know why? For the dumbest reason is because I was trying to get my high school sweetheart back. I wanted the, the only reason I juiced was because I wanted abs. <laughs> you actually, did you shoot yourself? Like, was it the shot in the butt? I couldn't do the needle. So I did the pill, Russian D bell, Russian D ball. That's crazy. And uh, I used to hide them in my winter jacket in Sarasota, Florida, in my closet, in the inside pocket, you know, because my mom would always go through my stuff. Like, there's no way she's going through that. And uh, this was during a summer, and all the people I hung around with were juicing. And you put a bunch of high testosterone meatheads together, and you mix in alcohol, which you're not supposed to take when you're you're taking steroids. (laughs) Every night, I kid you not. Every night we would get in a fight, like a physical <laughs> fist fight. We would fight each other every single night. When it was all done, the bars were closed and we're dry. We would find something to argue about. We would stop the car, get off on the side of the road, and fight. <laughs> we just had to. It was just a thing, you know. Uh, but you know, I never took it when I played football. I should have. Everybody else was doing it. Uh, but th- th- that's the abuse of steroids when people what's called stacking. And they're not under doctor's supervision. Now, my point is, is now that we what we've learned and how to take the certain either synthetic or just testosterone maintenance, two different things, by the way, don't get them twisted. Uh, you, you find ways to continue to create testosterone because your body, as you get older, as guys, we drop the testosterone, you know. So I think athletes, as they age, should be able to take advantage of medical advancements i i just uh, you know you, you your your talent is still there it's just your body's not able to do the things that you're good at doing i'll tell you right now that 
I don't care what steroids you take or how many steroids you take, doesn't make you a better athlete. You're a good athlete because you're a good athlete. It might make you hit the ball farther because you're stronger, but all that is skill and technique, hand-eye coordination. So the Barry Bonds and the Mark McGuire and the Sammy Sosa era, the Juice era, as they call it, you know, um, those guys, there's, you know, obviously we know what they did, but you still have to be able to look at a 98-mile-per-hour fastball and hit it. Yeah, but don't you think that, and this goes for baseball and football, the, the advancements in the game have changed the records that, that were set. So the game, like especially with football, you talk about Joe Montana and you know these, 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 these quarterbacks, they're throwing for this many yards or this many touchdowns a season, and they're able to get their heads ripped off. Nowadays, you got Matthew Stafford back there, and they're not allowed to look at him, and he's throwing for thirty thousand, or you know, or so many. Not this year. Not well. He better because I got him on my fantasy team. Yeah, I know. But um, but I mean, it's just it's with baseball with this uh, this whole controversy about, oh, you know, this is the true home run king. Come on, man! Like it, it it's the advancements of the game. The and the argument you could make is even the old school players like the Roger Maris's, definitely the Mickey Mantles, definitely the Babe Ruths, you know. Who knows? They might have been taking steroids. We, we don't know, you know, because it wasn't a thing then, obviously. Uh, I don't even know if it existed back then, but the, they were definitely drinking and smoking. They, they were doing things that obviously helped them do something, right? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I know it sounds kind of goofy. It's like, well, you're going to compare Babe Ruth smoking a cigarette in the dugout and drinking a fifth of whiskey and going up it like if anything, that's like a that's a handicap for somebody. <laughs> Not if you're an alcoholic and that's the only way you can function is is by putting alcohol in your system. So I don't know. Uh but Roger Maris Jr., you know, this kid saying this is Aaron Judge. I, I don't know if I would have gone on record and said that. I think he's just looking for a headline, trying to stay relevant, keep his dad relevant. Well, his dad's relevant because you know Aaron Judge just beat the record, so you don't you don't need to say that. I it's like backing a politician. Like they might be they might sound great right now, but I tell you, in five years, Rudy Giuliani was a hero during nine eleven. Who knew that years later he'd be caught on a, a Borat film trying to bang an underage girl? <laughs> that didn't have that's fake. It's not fake. Yeah, it was fake. It was staged. What do you mean it's staged? You're trying to get. You're going to say that they hired Rudy Giuliani to do that? No, I'm saying. Are you kidding me? I'm saying what happened. It was if you look at the video, it was all edited to make it look worse than it was. He, I don't think he was actually trying to get freaky. He took her in the bedroom and he pulled his pants down. He was fixing his mic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been mic'd for 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 camera? Well, they put it. They put it on the back of your pants. They the, the little box. The, it snaps on the back of the top of your, your waistband. He's overweight. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Come on. He was just tucking in his shirt, man. He was getting ready to bang. No. He's, he's a banger. No, They're all that way. He set him it's up. It's not just him. Oh, yeah, they set him up. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. He was totally set up. But his dumb ass took the bait. He was just tucking his shirt in. <laughs> you don't drop your drawers in front of a female that's laying on her back in a bed to tuck your shirt in. It, it was a small hotel room. I'm no, with it, you. I'm with Rudy. It was a big hotel room because they were able to go from the living room to the bedroom. If there are two different rooms in a hotel room, that's a big hotel if room. If anything, she was invading his privacy and he because he went in there to tuck his shirt in. She was the interviewee. Er. Yeah. 
What you, she was the interviewer. The interviewer. So she should never have followed him into the room. Oh, it's her fault. Victim blaming. <laughs> You're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I guess none of those women on SVU have been raped either, huh? You're that, that guy. I didn't say that. <laughs> Can't believe I have you in my studio. <laughs> I didn't know you were like that. Oh. It's very disgusting. <laughs> All right, Brandon, are you ready? Uh, yeah, and they also said the Germans invented testosterone or synthesized it in 1935. Did they really? Yeah. I, I, well, and then they, I, I think most people have always uh, thought the, it was a Russian thing. Well, yeah, then it says professional athletes began misusing in the 54 Olympics by Russians. Russians, yeah. I will break you. Ivan Drago, <laughs> he's a perfect example of a guy that juiced. Never got lots caught. Of lots of juice. <laughs> Lots of high-tech equipment, you know, but it goes to show that you don't need steroids to win a fight, right, Rocky? You know, yeah. got to yeah. do is run around in the snow and get chased by the KGB and carry a log <laughs> on your shoulders. All right, here we go. One question with Brandon. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't seem to be heating up, but uh, Sparky's Lawn Care is because he's going to be doing all your maintenance for this fall and winter. Getting all your leaves up, might have some branches fall on the ground or on the roof. He might climb up there. I don't know. Ask him first. I'm not saying for sure he's going to climb on your roof, but he's veteran owned and operated since 2020. You can give him a call, Andrew Sparks, 706-897-2199. You can also text him at that number or shoot him an email, sparkyslawn at gmail.com. I think it's going to change. I think he's going to transition from his company to his wife's company. What's his wife's company? I don't know. He was supposed to get me the information for the show, and he, he did not. So as of right now, you're going to get your lawn mowed by Sparky's uh, until further notice. Uh, but then when Sparky, he's like, it's getting cold. People don't need me as much. as Let's concentrate on my wife's stuff. I guess his wife is a pretty cool company. So you're going to be reading that. I'll get you the copy. All right. Okay. What's your one question? Okay, so if you drop soap on the floor, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? The soap would be dirty. Because if you drop soap on the floor, well. Yeah, you're. I don't don't think the floor is clean. (laughs) Floor is clean. No, because the floor is the floor. I mean, you're talking about the whole floor. So one piece of soap on like one a bar, a bar of soap. You yeah, drop it. One bar of soap on a, a spot on the floor is not going to make the whole floor clean. That piece of the floor would be clean. But he didn't ask that. Yeah. He said, will the floor be clean? Oh, you're saying the whole floor? No, not the whole floor. Just that's where the soap is, where the soap make contact. Okay. Well, you've got to be specific. Okay. But now you know. No, because you'd still have to scrub it. No, the soap's the stain so- on the floor. It's not a stain. Yeah, when you pick that bar of soap up, no. the soap is st- the, there's soap that's stain on the floor. That's if it's there for a week and you don't clean your shower like I guess they do at the Lunsford house. It's, it's not. It's like double dipping, right? People get pissed off about double dipping, but if you think about it, there's nothing wrong with it because when you stick it back in there, all the dirty stuff you're taking with you. Yeah, it's going on your pretzel. Yeah, it's going on the pretzel. <laughs> so there's no like, it's not like the germs from my mouth are going to f- somehow find their way to the undercarriage of the dip. And be left there. So, like, double people that get mad about double dipping pisses me off. So, this is a good example. The bar of soap is stained. That piece of the soap is stained on the floor. Clean floor. Okay. Well, he, he asked the question. Uh, Sorry. I, I'm answering the question, and I'm saying the soap is now dirty. But the, then the question would be, if soap is always clean, could it ever get dirty? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a double whammy. 
I guess the outside could be dirty, but not the inside. Right. And dirty. And the more you use it, it'd be clean. Because, like, you know, you've ever p- tried to pick up a bar of soap at a buddy's house and there'd be pubes on it, and you'd be like, oh, it's <laughs> fucking gross. No. You've never done it's that? Come on. Yeah. If you if you're at your buddy's house and there's pubes all over his soap, you're either in 1995 yeah. or the dude's like a, a vintage porno star. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't use bar soap anymore. I'm no. a I'm a liquid soap guy in my fo- loofa-foofa thing. Uh, but the occasionally, you know, I'll have to use a bar, like I'm at a buddy's shower and or just whatever, there'll be a pube on it. See, I can't use bars of soap at people's houses. Isn't that great? See, okay, so that's, yeah, that's huh. my point. So if you're using someone else's bar of soap, knowing that they shoved that up their asshole <laughs> and rubbed it on their cocker spaniel, <laughs> is that soap dirty? If you wash it off, I don't think so. Okay, so if you take the layer of asshole off the soap, it's not dirty? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because it's soap. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll take that as an answer. <laughs> it's like a, it's like using a, a towel that somebody hung up in the bathroom, and they're like, hey, there's a towel in there, and you look at it, and you're like, this has been used before. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, Good. I'm not drying my face off with this thing, because I don't know where it's been. I don't want to dry off anything. So you just sit in there, you just stand in their shower and like try to air dry <laughs> Yeah, th- there's nothing worse than your nose finding the only bad spot in a towel. And, and you know, like, so, sometimes I'll miss my undercarriage and after I'm playing tennis and it's pretty nasty and I'll be drying off and it's just, you know, getting up under and, like, for some reason my wife will use my towel and she's like, oh, my God. Or I'll use it again. I'm like, oh, this is the worst. And then you got to re-shower because you got undercarriage smell on your face, which is so gross. Let me tell you a funny story. So uh, this was, I think, with my first first summer uh, freshman year in college or something and uh, me and all my buddies were home at the time and and we're showering to get ready to go out and there's something wrong with my mom's shower in her room so she had to come over to my side of the house and use my shower my one of my best friends at the time this guy john uh he was big on pranks and, and fucking with people and stuff and so he had just gotten out of the shower before he thought i was going in the shower after him so he, and this, you know, we did Manscaped then, right? So he, uh, this would have been 94. So he plucked out enough pubes from his area to cover the entire bar of soap. It looked like a Chia pet. <laughs> and he gets out of the shower and, you know, I, I, I'm not going in there. And my, my mom goes in there <laughs> and I hear a scream. She goes, what? And he starts laughing. I go, what did you do? Because he'd always make jokes like, I want to bang your mom and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was like, what did you do? And he goes, I thought you were going in the shower next. I was like, what did you do? And my mom at the time runs in and goes, Chase, why did you put your pubic hairs on the soap? I said, that was John, not me. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was I was like, you got a towel on right now. You just got out of the shower. <laughs> I was like, I went my clothes. You know, so it's, that bar of soap would be dirty, right? Uh, on the floor or? With the oh, pubes. pubes on it. <laughs> For a second. The outer layer. The outer layer. But that's the thing. It's very difficult to get pubes or hairs off bars of soap. They somehow like burrow themselves in. It's weird. Yeah, and then you go to scratch them off with your nail and then all the soap gets under your nail. And yes. you're like, well, now what do I do? Right. 
And you're just like, how do I get all that soap out? And the double whammy, the worst case scenario, is you have the hair or the pube stuck in the soap that's stuck under your nail. <laughs> and you have a pube hanging from the soap that's under your nail, and you can't flick it off. So you got to take use your teeth. Mm-hmm. You, gotta t- you know people, like especially young people that, that don't know how to shower properly yet, they when they when they do a bar of soap, they shove that up their asshole. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't this information. Like if they, because I, I used to do it. They, <laughs> if they don't, if they don't use a washcloth, they're shoving like they're 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 just kind of. No, they don't. Nobody does that. I bet you. I bet you after this conversation, if some somebody will admit to at least one time in their life, you're not getting it out. Well, you're not going, you're not penetrating, but you're going in the cheeks. You're just going oh, in the crack. Yeah. And I thought you meant like in. The I okay. thought you were like, bloop, like you're a smuggler or something. No, 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 no. You don't need to clean up there. Okay. I'm just saying, that. Be, but you shove it in your cheeks, <laughs> like close to your sphincter. <laughs> You've got like just credit cards. Like I like how Jason's like forcefully shoving in front of him, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you make it you make you make a noise. You make a noise, I'm gonna tell somebody. Okay. Don't make a noise. I have I've never been a bar soap fan. My wife loves bar soap. I uh, the smell. The smell is good. I agree. The the like dove or you know all that stuff. It's good. My first stepfather, the abusive one, he's he was old school military guy, Air Force guy, and he had a barely any hair when he and my mom were married. This was in the eighties and uh, he 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 believed that you didn't need shampoo, that you could use soap for everything. <laughs> and I just thought that was weird. So I, I, I tried it. You know, I was like, okay, well, if this is what men do. And I'd wash my hair with soap, and it was just weird. <laughs> You're the dandruff kid in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dandruff all over your shoulders. <laughs> you wash your hair? Yeah, I use, uh, I use zest. So, uh, Brandon, did I answer your question? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I learned a lot about showering. All right. Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Like all of our social media stuff, please continue to share our content. Uh, We've had some really, really cool videos that, that, you know, we put them out all the time, but just need you to share to somebody in your network. And and most of you are really good at doing that. So thank you very much. And I see, you know, I, I see the benefits when you guys do that. You know, I see more subscribers, uh, to the show. And if you're not a subscriber, please become a subscriber. You get commercial free episodes. You get them out before anyone else. They come out like four hours, three, four hours before everyone else. Uh, you also get extra bonus episodes. You get Brandy and Lindsay's podcast. You get the coolest two podcasts with Brandon and Def August. And you get the newest one with me and Randy Cross that we release on Thursdays, uh, the fantasy replacement show. So if you're a fantasy football, and that's starting to catch on, starting to see more downloads, more plays, more subscriptions, and uh, more talk back from people asking questions. So I guess we're doing something right there. But the big thing is to get your tickets. You know, we're getting every day, getting closer, obviously, to October 29th. That's Saturday at Tannery Row. Please get your tickets, um, podcastthebs.com. And then once you get your tickets, go to our Facebook page and say that you're going to the event. You know, there's an event there, so please do that. Brandon, you got anything before we get out? Uh, dry your face before you dry your crack. There you go. Uh, Chuck? Uh, distinctgrace.com. Please go check it out. Support us, and 
when we make it big, it, just because you listen to this podcast, you can come backstage and hang out with us. Wow, look at that. You just got to show uh, Distinct Grace that you've downloaded all 82 of their songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get a t-shirt. You get a, a t-shirt. <laughs> and don't forget your charity gig for the Leukemia Society at... Uh, 37 May 30, in Buford. 47, 37 May in Buford. October 25th. Yes. I will be there. So I bought a, t- I bought a table. My wife we and actually, I bought a table. We actually have a part of it. We're letting you, uh, you're singing a song with us. Mm, no. You just got to do the howl. Howl? What song? Oh. Uh, little Red Riding Hood. Huh? By the Pharaohs. Yeah. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. Well, in the song, they go, ow, a lot. And so you're doing that. Oh. It's Halloween, man. Can't we do something <laughs> a little bit cooler? Like Ballroom Blitz? Ballroom Blitz, Blitz, Blitz. Ball. I'll dress up like Tia Carrera. Okay. Ballroom Blitz. Oh, we're not doing that version. No. Well, like look. something I know. <laughs> How many Halloween songs do you know? To the people over here, to the people over there, to the people, the people, the people from everywhere watching this show. Paying the, mo- the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> we could do Rob Zombie. You know, oh. Dracula. Oh, Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Great like that song. One. Great song. You know, do something like that. Power Man 5000. That's kind of Halloween-ish. No? Okay. All right, look, thanks for the support. <laughs> Appreciate you listening. Get your tickets, podcast to BS.com. Have yourself a great week, and talk to you soon. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.